Welcome to Halloween. Halloween. It's Halloween. And let your whole family enjoy some of the finest entertainment available anywhere. Over 1,600 titles. Halloween shindig. It was a Halloween shindig. Everybody's invited. It was a Halloween shindig. Everybody was frightened. Welcome to Shindig Radio, everybody, to a somewhat impromptu uh, and unexpected episode of the show here, as I didn't initially plan to do a third title tracks episode. Uh, you didn't want it. You didn't ask for it. Uh, but the first two title tracks episodes are our most listened to episodes thus far. So you have spoken. Yeah, we heard what you said. You said you want more. Yeah, and here we are. Uh, it's also a bit of an impromptu uh, as we have a very special guest with us here in the Halloween hole that sort of forced our hand. He's an old friend of ours whom some of you listeners may know personally. He's on loan for the Labor Day holiday all the way from the Chesapeake Bay. He's a former <laughs> special effects artist, chutney manufacturer, and one hell of a model American. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Kyle Sullivan. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling from Hello, I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm really happy to be here. This is uh, very exciting. Yeah, it's good to see you. We haven't seen you for a while, pal. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. What's up, Real dude? Live Radio is now about to watch Captain Ron. <laughs> Wait, that's Kyle Sullivan. <laughs> <laughs> that oh, sound man. is probably 10 years old. Wow. That's an old real life wow. sound there. We predicted this. Yeah. <laughs> We predicted that he would still look like Captain Ron. There's <laughs> <laughs> no bandana. No. M a little more uh, conservatively dressed. If you're familiar with Captain Ron, Captain Ron doesn't have a bandana either, so. He's got an eye patch, which also Kyle doesn't have, yeah. so maybe we're wrong. Maybe you're wrong. <laughs> well, maybe I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, our good friend Kyle is here with us today to listen to some songs, to listen to some more title tracks uh but let's just go through it fellas you may recognize him from tv's face off well that's absurd <laughs> <laughs> it is absurd he is mr graham c schofield that's right it's me i'm glad to be back yeah how you doing over there buddy I'm doing excellently as usual. <laughs> yes, indeed. And to his left, you may recognize him from the I ate it all wall at Fab Dogs down on Victory. Mikey. Oh, what? You're on that wall? <laughs> no, I tried hard, though. Is that a fat joke? You didn't make it to the wall, huh? No, man. You didn't make it to the wall? No. I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. So you bummed him out by saying that's a lot of things. I got that you like have to eat. I got like Sorry, five, I feel five away, though. Just I almost bummed I had it like out. Five or six different, you know. Fuck, man. I would have been a good picture, too. Would have been a good picture. I would have What What, what all that. do you have to eat to get on you that Sweat wall? off my sack. Oh, gross. <laughs> you, have to eat, you have to eat everything on their menu in their presence. Oh, wow. And they give you a little scorecard. <laughs> you have to, like, check off. Well, you have to do it in, like, a year. Uh, a year yeah, you have a year. Like you have a year to do it. Oh, and that then doesn't seem that hard. It's I mean, not... Maybe you don't like some of the ones, some of the hot dogs they have 
available to all you. the shakes, all the desserts, all the yeah. I mean everything. It's worth gotta, the fame, I'd imagine. You gotta eat it all. That's good advice for us all. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle has, as you will hear, uh, a number of Frasier sound clips. Kyle's a big <laughs> Frasier fan. Wait, you mean Kelsey Grammer isn't here in the studio with us today? <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome if we actually got Kelsey Grammer here. <laughs> but unfortunately, no, we can't even get Warwick Davis, much less Kelsey Grammer. I mean, I think they're the same level. Not height-wise, obviously. <laughs> you think they're the same level of celebrity? In my eyes, yes. I don't know about that one. I'm going to go more Kelsey Grammer than Warwick Davis. Well, Warwick Davis bitch. had a show, same as Kelsey Grammer. Yeah. Kelsey Grammer had two shows. Oh, yeah. Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> Kelsey Grammer was in an X-Men movie. Oh, man, well... Scrambled eggs all over my face. <laughs> what is a boy to do? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Those scrambled eggs are all over I don't know face. enough about Kelsey Grammer, I suppose. I have watched through the whole uh, series of Frasier once. You watched all 11 seasons of Frasier. And I survived. <laughs> uh, he ate it all. He it's ate a journey. all the Frasier. It's a long journey. It's a journey. It's a long... I watched all of it too, journey. but then every time I say, oh yeah, I watched all of Frasier, somebody brings up some episode that I never saw. And I'm like, what? I guess I haven't seen everything. Maybe you didn't pay attention to all the Frasier episodes. It's a ton of shit. Yeah. It is a ton of shit. It's a lot of Frasier. It's a lot of Frasier. It's a whole lot of Frasier. It was a, a good show, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a good show. I wasn't really sure. I, keep, I Dude, I forgot to hit mine. Not that it matters. My my name doesn't matter at all. But I don't know who this Derek man thinks he is, but if he thinks he can hide behind his newspaper like some sniveling school child cowering behind a tree, then I say let's expose this Derek man for what he is. <laughs> <laughs> and let's expose this Derek man for who he actually is. Pumpkin Escobar, Los Angeles local 305. <laughs> that is, yeah, just That's call great. me Pumpkin Escobar. Can you believe I found that? Pumpkin Escobar. That, that Which Frasier is clip. That is a fantastic funny. clip. With Derek in there. I'm I, glad I, you I, let it go to the, the end. I'm glad you didn't just cut it. You're familiar with that. <laughs> you know it. He knows the fucking episode. Anyway, listener, we're here. We're going to listen to some more title tracks. More title tracks. More title tracks. So if, if you, you can believe it. Title we, tracks <laughs> more. I, I was toying around with a name. I, I didn't know. Few. I, I like that. For a few title tracks more. I was just going to go with, I think the fucked up part is that these are all songs that I thought either weren't bad enough to be on the bad episode, but weren't good enough to be on the good episode. So this is just some kind of fucking mediocre. Shindig mediocre. It's like a grab bag of like, eh, songs. So that's what you're going to get tonight. Oh, are you excited, listener, after that fucking (laughs) intro? Especially after Graham was like, you did it right this time. You did the bad songs, get everybody's appetite, you know, kind of wet. Yeah. Is that weird? <laughs> no, no, you wet them up. I wet a, uh, yeah, I don't know if You that wet them up good. So this is the leftovers who didn't quite qualify for it, so. Jesus, you think any money has to put up with this shit? <laughs> no, I don't think <laughs> any money has to put up with this shit. But, uh, yeah, that's kind of, it's not a selling point, right? Well, it's not like, yeah, I'm really glad to be here. Regardless, get... I like it. It's yeah. good. Let's just go with it. Here we go again! <laughs> <laughs> DMX in the house. Yeah, Graham has some. I told him I was going to get him some DMX, and I did. <laughs> Why? Uh, I told you I was going to get him. No, no, I'm down. What? 
So we've got more title tracks to more horror movies that are from your blog. Well, the movies aren't from the blog. In fact, a lot of these songs aren't even on the on the playlist yet. There's a lot a of them or many of them? I'd say some of them. A lot of them are, but some of them aren't. A lot of them are. Listener, go to the blog. Yeah. Check out these songs. If you're thirsty for more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what that face was, but yeah, but Halloween, it's, just, it's coming up. Halloween, you were talking about it. You were like, I want to start listening to the playlist, but yeah. I, once I... Once I activate the pray, playlist, I feel like Halloween has begun. It's most stupid theory I ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> September, though, full-on September, we're allowed, right? I mean, we're celebrating. I mean, you can listen to the fucking playlist whenever you want. Yeah, but we're uh, two months in advance. We're ready. We got all September, all of October. It's it's Halloween time. I think I think we're we're good. I mean, I can smell it. I certainly oh, can't yeah. feel it. It's like 112 degrees in here right now. Pumpkin spice is out, though. It's ready to go. And uh, I'm seeing candy corn. I, I, don't, I agree with it being a little earlier, but I don't want pumpkin spice culture to be no. the cue. No, but I, I'm not talking about this pumpkin like basic bitch culture. thing that's going on. Pumpkin spice is representative of the harvest uh, Halloween season. So, you know, it, it, it it's relevant. You know what I mean? I embrace it. I embrace it wholly as a Halloween thing. It's not just a silly fucking, you know. Mm. You know what yeah. I mean? You guys, are, I don't agree with that. No? You, no. you embrace the pumpkin spice as the activation of the Halloween season. I, I embrace. I embrace it in that kind of like you know moving into the Halloween season. You know, not everybody's gonna go out and start you know grabbing all their old VHS tapes out to watch fucking Hack a Lantern. You know I mean, I mean? don't think anybody's doing that anyway. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Dude, this, I've been hearing this is Seven Eleven commercials for pumpkin spice lattes since the middle of July. So that's what I mean. But I'm saying this is how the straights get ready for Halloween. And we got to let we got to let them do this, you know what I mean? Yeah. Straight. The straight. Yeah, the yuppies, all the fucking, you oh, know. Oh, okay. I thought you were. The basic people. Going somewhere else with that. I don't know. That's like that's the popular nomenclature, basic bitches, am I right? You're all calling right. people. You are right when it comes to pumpkin spice lattes and basic bitches. But we have to embrace these people and how much they love Halloween as well, don't we? I don't have to do anything. Do they love <laughs> Halloween or they just love the spice? <laughs> they might just love spices. I don't care. You know what? Starbucks commercials. If you like pumpkins, then you're fucking cool. Pumpkin Escobar. Los Angeles local 305. Tracy Morgan. Everything that guy says to me is funny. Uh, it's not just pumpkin spice. Michael's has all their Halloween oh no, shit I walked out. Into Home, Home goods. Depot. Spirits are popping up like you brought they up are. earlier. Yeah. My I, mean, I, Halloween I personally think it's too early, but that's just my opinion. I don't know. My, I don't want that I, shit in my I'm face confused yet. by this. You know what I mean? Why? I'm confused because I never went to school. Well, I guess that's I'm just why. confused <laughs> that the guy with the Halloween hole who <laughs> lives fucking Halloween constantly I, is upset about it. It's actually Halloween time. You know what I mean? It's, it's not that not, every though. day is Halloween shit. We're getting into the season. I think September is It's actually not even September yet. We're not in September yet. Yeah, Tomorrow's by the time okay. this is August. out, though, it's September. And I got their date right? Is it What day is this? August 31st. So tomorrow's cool. So tomorrow you can is start tomorrow listening. tomorrow cool? We yeah. don't know yet if tomorrow's cool. Well, it's going to be hot as hell in this area, but I'm saying tomorrow is appropriate to go to Spirits and get whatever crap you want to buy. Listen, you can go into whatever store you want. You can buy whatever pumpkin-flavored tablecloth you want to get. I'm just saying, when is it Halloween, it then? When the fuck I is it Halloween? I say October 1st. That's me. You're telling me? Yeah, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. October 1st? So we only get, we get less than a, a solid month of Halloween. Is that you what you're get telling me? 31 
fucking days. Technically, you got to appreciate it. a day. That's what you get. Halloween is one day. But no, I'm talking it. about the season, getting into yeah, it, preparing. I'm saying October 1st to the 31st. Damn, dude. 31 that's, that's solid days. Well, you heard it here, right? I mean, that's what I, that's what I say. Shindig exclusive rules. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying first of September is, is it's all go for. There's two a lot of Halloween. Of I'm Halloween with you. It, it, when it comes to regular culture, you know, like the the mall Santa scenario, September first, two months out, perfectly acceptable. Halloween prep begins. Right. I'm with you on that. There's a lot of Halloween to fit into 31 days. You really have to work hard if you want to fill your Halloween time up you for the it. year. All the amusement parks gear up, shit's starting oh, yeah. to move. No, Disney know? has all their billboards up, and everybody's got on. Maybe it's just L.A. You'd think that you would so be more excited. Hot. It's not. It's <laughs> it is too hot. But this is we live in the shittiest Halloween Damn. place, you know, That's as true. far as the That's vibe. Very true. But we have a lot of opportunities to go see cool Halloween shit. And we got all the amusement parks, lots of good parties out here. I can't go you know? anywhere. I have to be in here listening to you guys say things I already heard you say. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. It's upset. Oh, I'm not a nice person. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Kyle. What? Kyle, you're a friend of ours. We haven't seen you in many years. Uh, you used to live out here? I did. Used to be a special effects artist. Yeah. But you now... Living in Maryland. Yep. He got smart. The great state of Maryland. Is it a great state? It's a great state. Because I got no place else to go. <laughs> <laughs> that might be true. But you, you, uh, obviously, you're still in contact with us. You've been listening to the show, though. Yeah, I, I, I love the show. Absolutely. Okay. okay. This is, you it, don't it's have been to a long time coming. Blow smoke up my well, ass. I'm not blowing smoke. <laughs> All right. You're the listener, dude. It's, you I did it. We, we found him. You had one download. It was my uh, iTunes account. Yeah. But, well, what I guess I'm getting at is it's... Uh, Can I say iTunes? Can I plug something that I didn't mean to plug? I mean, we're playing... Uh, I'm playing songs I don't have the rights to. Okay, so yeah. I think you we're can say iTunes. That's not the way. worst you thing can that plug we got whatever going you on. It's my MeTunes account. <laughs> plug it up. I'm down to Human Centipede, some freshmen in the quad tonight, if you're buying, bro. <laughs> Fucking Eric Andre, dude. <laughs> that guy's a fucking madman. Uh, but I was saying, because you... Quad. So you haven't been here. No. You're living on the other side of the country. You're listening to us through the wires of the internet. Yeah. Uh, but you know us, so you're biased, for sure. I, uh, yeah, there's a you, little bias. You know us all personally. But now, you're here. You're yeah. actually in the Halloween hole. You're seeing... It's like a behind the scenes. You're getting like... You're almost lifting the veil. Yeah. It's kind of... is it, It's, it's is the it, man behind the curtain. Yeah, is it disappointing? I really want to pay attention to the man... Men behind the curtain. <laughs> Manly men behind the curtain. <laughs> you are the ones who are the ball lickers. <laughs> oh, man, I had the Will Ferrell one where he said... When he's reading the letter after, he's like, you are the ones who are the ball, ball lickers, lickers, but I don't have a fucking soundboard. <laughs> Can't keep it real. That is <laughs> keeping it real. DMX letting you know. Fuck, it's hot in here, dude. Fuck what you heard! <laughs> what you hear me? I thought that one would be good for, for some music. Fuck what you heard. It's what you're hearing here on Shindig Radio, which is apparently going to be some pretty mediocre horror title tracks. Now you're thinking, there can't possibly be more horror title tracks, right? You'll pit your witch with me, little man, and you won't have your witch to pit with. Know what I mean? <laughs> Peter Falk doing, uh... Falk? 
Falk. Folk. 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 He's like a Volkswagen. Peter Folk. Peter Falk. Who Falk. is that? Falk. Columbo. Columbo. Oh, I see. Peter Falk. Let doing me take a, my eye out. Doing a, uh, a, a great Humphrey Bogart yeah. impersonation in Murder by Death, which is a very great movie. Kyle's a fan of Murder by Death. Huge fan. I gave him some sound clips. I love that story. <laughs> so is there a title track to Murder by Death? I don't think that is a band called Murder by Death, but I don't think they wrote a song called Murder by Death. But your point is that let's shut the fuck up about this and no, move I'm on. Curious you might have a song. sound that could fucking. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Took too much for too long. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is true. If you guys want to just get on with it, we can just get on with it. The listen. We haven't got time to be talking about this yeah, right you now. You might be right about that. I don't know if we got time. We got all the time in the world, and I edit it down to something that's reasonable to listen to. Eh? It's, I don't know. You're a listener. You're, is it reasonable the length of the show? I've always been concerned about. Do you this. like Derek's length? Let's go back to being biased. Okay. I do like Derek's length. All right. It's, well, there you go. All right. Can Ew. we steer this conversation from the mouth of babes? <laughs> comes dynamite. Got <laughs> a monster squad. Gonna jam tonight. So the length is all right. The length is great. All right. Yeah. It's not too lengthy. It's well, not figure, too short. I, I figure a lot of podcasts do it's very once a week, or they'll do. You know, bi-weekly? Is that the thing? Is that two a week? Bi-monthly. Bi-monthly. Okay. Bi-monthly. Yeah. We're only doing one at best once a month, so I figured two hours is not ridiculous. Get as much as you can when you can. Yeah. That's your motto? Yeah. There's words to live by from Kyle Sullivan. That's do you right. blast right through it, or do you, like, does it take you a little while to listen to it, like, in your commute? I mean, I commute? hit play, and I listen, so... You son You of heard it here first. <laughs> You've never heard a goddamn episode, have you? I'm just trying to get some is feedback this, what here. What is this? This is like a radio thing? What's happening here? What the yeah. fuck are we doing here? I'm sure he appreciated your candle. I sure did. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the show, Kyle. Yeah, welcome. Yeah, I'm glad you're here. This it's is good funny. to be here. This is awesome. In the hole. This is awesome. I'm really excited. I'm very excited, actually. I, I'm, I'm excited. I'm nervous. You Wait. guys make me nervous. You all look very comfortable, which makes me Do feel I? Cause very I don't feel comfortable uncomfortable. Right You're feel holding like... your microphone. We all have. No, we've talked about this. Actually, no, we didn't. I cut You're it out. You're so comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I hated the well, boom. We talked about it. Boom. You just never heard it. I had the boom last episode, and I just couldn't fucking do it. With this and the fucking this, and I got to read the thing and the that and the whatever. I just was like, I don't know. I bought this specifically because it has an internal shock mount, so I didn't need to worry about rattling and doing whatever. I was not aware of that. <laughs> you were actually aware of that because I, was. I fucking talked about it last episode. I just cut it out of the show like so much other fucking garbage that gets cut out of this program. Like right, this I'm, conversation. Like this conversation, like this conversation. Which will probably also get cut out. I don't know what the fuck you just said, little kid. <laughs> There's Tracy Morgan again. I love that guy. He touched me. Says you special. But Kyle likes your length. Hey, guy, as a goof. <laughs> guy, as a goof. <laughs> yes. As a goof. Well, yes. Uh, I wanted to just get a little feedback, get a little insight from a man who was a listener and is now a participant. You have metamorphosed. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> just like that word. Yeah. <laughs> it turned into something else. But I thought it would. I've never. It really... is a little bit meta. I know what you're saying. I, well, I haven't it's ever within been able the to. Thing. I haven't really picked the brains of any listeners, you know. I don't it, know if Kyle's really a listener. 
You think you, you think he's full of shit? I'm. I, I don't. Uh, what is this? Who are you guys? <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing here? Shindig trivia. I'm. I am the only person on the East Coast trying to propel this forward. Well, that's good to, to know. To randos yeah. who probably just don't get it, but I don't care. I, I thrust it in their face. I thrust it in their face a lot. We are coast to coast. This no, is actually, this is proof of it. I got a message from a listener in Massachusetts, in oh. fact, my home state. No shit. Instagram handle, Kelloween. Oh, hello, Kelloween. She, she actually asked us to do, uh, she wanted to hear what our favorite screams were. Uh, and I was, I had an idea to kind of and whip. And you didn't do anything with that. <laughs> <laughs> I was, uh, I told her, and then I was, we were talking to Monkey about it, and I was like, oh, we should do a, like a fun episode where we, not just screams, but we'll do sound effects. We'll, we'll just talk about cool horror sound effects. But then I was like, holy shit, that's a lot of work. Um, okay. to, to, to gather all of that stuff. But it's in the back of my head. Halloween's not worth it. <laughs> no. <laughs> Investigate 311. <laughs> We can't investigate 311. I got Burning Man rehearsal at the Tosh.0 Amphitheater, dude. Starts in 311 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) I did did get some 311. Uh, Kyle likes 311. I got those two, though. You got two, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Is that anal cunt cover of that song? That's good shit. Uh, but yes, it's in the back of our head. But, Are you going to do a scream? She thing? was in. in I want to work. Can I it answer in. her question? What, a Wilhelm scream. The, oh, oh, come nice. on. Is that lame? I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, like, that's the one that's, that's like, like a canned answer. <laughs> I'm answering her question. No, that's another one, that right? A, Someone told me this the other day. Question answer, and I'm going to say a Wilhelm scream. Okay. But there's two of those. The so Wilhelm right scream, I was it's told awesome the other band. day, is a, is a shorter, different scream, isn't it? And the and the one where it's like yeah, the yeah. crazy long one is a yeah. whole different scream. Yeah, that's but true. I don't know what it's called. Like, what is what are the what is that one called? I like the goofy one where it's like. That's <laughs> another one I'm talking about. No. The one that Goofy always makes whenever he falls oh, off yeah. the thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a great yeah, one. Yeah. I like that scream. This is not answering your question. Kelly does not want to hear this shit. Wanted, she wanted to hear like, oh, Kelly, my favorite sound clip. Oh, go ahead. I've got a favorite sound clip. It's in uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. I don't know if you can find this one, but there's an old guy who goes, oh, my kid, banana. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can get it, but that's not what she's talking about. Oh, my kid, banana. She right, wanted well, those screams, and awesome. I was thinking, like, oh yeah, this particular scream from Jamie Lee Curtis and Terror Train, or something like that. So, but right. I was gonna, I was gonna expand it to be like horror sound effects. We'll talk about the art of sound like effects and do all that kind of thing. Patricia Arquette, what? Dream Warriors, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because she's like screaming as she's like doing things. She's screaming and she's like kicking people and doing flips and shit like that in her dream. I'm into it. So yeah, I guess that was like a <laughs> that was like a mini answer to her question. But she, like I said, is on what this what started this. Whole oh fucking... my kid, banana! <laughs> I don't think I'm just gonna give you that sound clip of you saying it. I'll put it on your it board. Was so good, it was like you did a clip. <laughs> That's great. Am I a clip you. right now? Am I a clip right now? Am I a clip right now? But yeah, I was. Uh, she's on the East Coast. 
listening to radio on the MBTA. Yeah, yeah so uh, you're not the only train I used to. East Coast listener. All right, well, that, I'm glad she's yeah, on board. What was I trying to do? Cut them down? Is that what Are I'm you taking my legs out? I, I was just excited. <laughs> now I'm you sorry, guys made Ed. me feel Let's bad. Let's shout out our biggest contacts on the East Coast, also the South Coast, and we're doing fine. South Coast? Yeah, and the North Coast. What is the South Coast? Like the Gulf of Mexico? Gulf of Mexico. You're just saying things now. Gulf of Mexico. <laughs> You're saying things that I'm saying. What the fuck you looking at? There ain't no snacks here, man. All right, good, because I got a snack break coming up. <laughs> hey, see if you can listen to this and tell me what it is, listener. Oh, that's gross. <laughs> <laughs> He's opening a condom wrapper. I'm trying to go for the silent <laughs> snack. That this way I'm not going to annoy anybody because, you know, it dawned on me that maybe... Listening to somebody crunch on Fritos or delicious Mysterio Doritos, Spider-Man: Far From Home. Uh, you know, maybe it's maybe it's a little bit annoying to listen to me crunch, and I can sympathize. But listen, we got to stay fueled here. Oh my banana! I'm going for the silent snack. It's not that's silent. Sound, that's that's silent. So gross. It sounds like you're rubbing one it's out. Still terrible. <laughs> My, what I was gonna say was seriously. <laughs> what I was gonna say, Graham, was that I did not want to interrupt your snack time, despite how some listeners were responding to the crunching sounds of someone chewing, which apparently is a thing. It's easily a thing. I mean, that's an annoying that's thing, thing to listen to. I guess it's a thing. It's Miso Fiona. Fiona. Miso Fiona. As a, is she a listener? From Shrek? <laughs> <laughs> Misophonia. Misophonia? As a, pronounce that? As a, as a third-party <laughs> listener to the show. Yeah. Who also suffers from... I do. No, I absolutely do. If Burger King pitches me a new meal, and the commercial is 15 seconds of someone chewing, I, out of principle, just don't, would never get that meal. Yeah. So was it annoying to you to listen to? I actually came up with some snack options for you. Oh, this as is I great. Was, I was, as I was listening, one of them we already dug into is a little mixed nuts. Let me try them. Go ahead. You know, you no, don't. But, uh, it was more, it was less about the chewing and more about the wrapper, which I'm going to. I wrap. think the chewing is what people would yeah, be yeah, most annoyed. Chewing sounds. does annoy me, but let's, let's see some nuts. Dude, I'm not just some. Nut eating monkey I'm for your sorry, amusement. Sorry. You're eating nuts and bananas over here. <laughs> banana right now. <laughs> this is disgusting. See, I think Mikey doesn't like it. No, he doesn't like it. He's got mesothelioma. I, or whatever the fuck you said. I love it. It's my favorite part, actually. Mesothelioma. I, I say we just uh, don't even do this music part, and we just. <laughs> well, snack. he's just gonna have to wait. <laughs> Look, if there's people who hate it. There's got to be people who love it. So let's gear towards that small little subculture. I like where you're at. I enjoy snack breaks from okay. Graham. And as I have control. Well, you're the boss. I have control of every piece of audio that comes through these microphones oh, and out shit. of your headphones. So Laying down the law. It never needs to be chewing. I can replace your chewing with any manner of sound that I want. I, I like was that not too. aware of that. You you eat whatever you want to eat during the show. That's my, this is my stance. Well, I'm, I'm glad I could do that. I'm taking a fucking stand, and I'm saying you can eat whatever you want. Oh, Don't you think yeah. we're turning off enough listeners, though? Isn't that the, like, when people actually specifically request something, they go, this is fucking not good. I would say. Don't do that. 
Should we rail out against the people that want to listen to the show, but then are giving us criticism that might make well, it would, more palatable? Yeah, and, exactly. I, I, mean, I, I, would, I, I think I, that. I would say that more people have contacted me about the chewing being offensive to them <laughs> than anyone has said, you know what I really enjoy? Your show. So... Uh. Really? So, but those are yeah. potential. Those the are Sophonias. Yeah, but they already but listen still listening. To show. They're still listening. But those are potential people that would like the show if maybe that part wasn't. You know what I mean? Listen, I'm I, saying. And all I'm saying is, I'm not going to tell my friend that he can't sit there and fucking chew. But what I can do is I control the vertical, the horizontal. And the third thing that they controlled in that program. And <laughs> I can make his chewing sound like whatever the fuck I want it to sound like. Is that a fat joke? <laughs> so, if they don't like to hear the chewing, I'll just make it a fucking woman having an orgasm. Well, I don't know you're, when you're, he's chewing. You're taking it in the wrong direction that I was taking it. My problem was I'm, I'm in Maryland listening to this uh, wonderful podcast and I hear snack time and the problem for me was knowing Graham for who he is a very healthy svelte man you didn't want him eating these unhealthy snacks I didn't want snacks? him eating a take five with all the crap that's in it or <laughs> you Doritos take five he's listening oh, yeah, you are Doritos listening. Holy for shit. that matter so I wanted to present him with options but he he took the legs right out from under me by opening that condom banana Earlier, I'm eating the banana. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't you. have His, a banana in a condom. I was gonna come up with some other options for him, uh, including craisins. <laughs> <laughs> no, ocean spray craisins. That's that's fucking. I top also have of the a line. Nature Valley protein bar he can chew on. Look, I'm just enjoying these blue diamond almonds. They've got an intense taste. Smart snacking. These they're bold and they've got a sweet Thai chili flavor. Man. Thai chili. <laughs> that's right. Well, are you enjoying that delicious snack instead of a take five? Yeah. Well, I feel like my job here is done. I brought Let's... the banana, didn't I? You did. You did. You did. It's healthy. Yeah, it's healthier he, snack. He one upped you in the health department. He, by he totally out that took. Banana. He took it out from under me. Yeah. Yeah. He had a whole bit. I, I hope you can boost though. the sound of that banana too. That was some good sound. That was this gross sound, and I can boost it because I control that shit, and I will make his chewing whatever I want to make it. I could make it fireworks. I guarantee you we've already lost Lucas like like five minutes ago. Oh, yeah. I'm with just it, I'm worried about our I'm worried about our personal safety because Luke could just come in here and start spin kicking all of us. That's we that's were gonna invite thing. him in here too. So maybe yeah, we, we might maybe lose we, him. Maybe we don't want to get kicked in the face. Lou, come back. I don't want to be kicked. Lou, we're done eating. But we're not eating. Nobody's eating. Nobody we're not. heard any chewing. Nobody heard anything. We had a snack break and no one heard any chewing. Don't be afraid, Lou. It was just a banana and I tried to keep it to a minimum. Yeah. He's going to come in here with a fucking tonfa stick and just whoop all our asses. <laughs> well, what the fuck are you good for? You're supposed to protect us, right? Oh, I don't You're think I training. can. I don't think I can. I'm, I'm just saying. Maybe that's not a good idea. <laughs> Could be a good idea. When you're all done with your little pink panty meltdown, let me know. Because <laughs> I'd like to get down to business. All right. Well, then let's get <laughs> down to pie that knows business. how to shit back. <laughs> let's uh, get forget the music. Let's just enjoy the scenery. Well, let's get on with the music then, listeners, after our, uh, what was that, solid 20. A solid 20 of bullshit. Yeah, that was. That was. That'll be edited down to five minutes. Hopefully. 20. You're making a wincing face, like, ooh. 
I'm just thinking it was an ugly 20 minutes. You think so? Yeah, there it's was a me. banana. There it's, was, it's totally me. It's Kyle. It's, it's, it's Kyle. No, you're He's doing throwing good. off your mojo. Kyle's throwing off my mojo because of his huge head. I'm not kidding. That boy's head's like Sputnik. <laughs> Spherical, but quite pointy in parts. It <laughs> <laughs> is pretty pointy. So, yeah, um, listeners, what we got lined up for you is all the leftover title tracks. So it's just not, yeah, that's not a selling point. You'd think I should sell it maybe in a different way right now. We've got another array of excellent quality songs. I'm not going to lie. Okay, let me rephrase all of that. These are songs that for a myriad of reasons. Myriad? Myriad. Myriad. Help me out here, Kyle. Miriam. Myriad? Myriad. Myriad. Myriad, right? Myriad. Yeah, myriad. For a myriad of reasons... You're a fucking genius, huh? Who forged your transcript, dickhead? <laughs> You'll pit your witch with me, little man, and you won't have your witch to pit with. Know what I mean? I don't know what you mean. What the fuck do you mean? They're not all songs that I didn't think were good or I didn't think were bad enough. There, There's a number of reasons why some of these songs were not included on the other two episodes, and we, yeah, we had fun talking about the title tracks. Everybody seemed to have fun listening to the title tracks, and there's a mountain of fucking title tracks why not just do another episode of title tracks? It's pretty fun. It's a good idea, right? I don't know. But there's not. it's not just because they're mediocre. There's a lot of solid songs on here. Um, they were just, for one reason or another, not included. It's like the Smarties in your Halloween bag. Smarties are good. You like, like, we like Smarties, but they always seem to kind of just, like, you end up with, like, a ton of Smarties. Yeah, I know what you mean. And some Almond Joy. You're and then, like, a the bunch Smarties of Hershey's first. Kiss. They, they're all good, but you're like, eh, I want to get the other ones first. And then yeah. before you know it, now you're eating the like Red Hots, and you're like, I don't even like these, but they're different <laughs> than honey. Smarties. Then you start crushing up Smarties and sniffing them like Coke just, just <laughs> to impress shit. your friends. Yeah, I've done that. <laughs> it's fucked up. <laughs> Our first title track of the evening is brought to you by Ocean Spray Craisins. <laughs> uh, if you're the type of a person that's familiar with the film Transylvania 6 5000, then you're probably familiar with its title track, Transylvania 6 5000. And you may even associate that with the Glenn Miller song, Pennsylvania 6 5000, of which the title is a direct spoof. Uh. However, chances are, if you're the kind of person that knows Glenn Miller's Pennsylvania 6 5000, you're also the kind of person that doesn't know what the hell Transylvania 6 5000 is, so it's probably a moot point. Either way, it's an old big band style number that sounds like this. <laughs> Sounds like a Sonic the Hedgehog level. It does. <laughs> it does sound like Sonic. <laughs> Transylvania 6, 5,000. I listen to this while pulling up my knee-high socks. Yeah, right? <laughs> so it sounds like that, except they say Pennsylvania instead of Transylvania. That's a dweeby-ass song. And there's no synthesizers. Now! It's a title track, and it's fun and all. Uh, and if that's all Transylvania 6 5000 gave you, it would be fine. We probably wouldn't be talking about it right now because it doesn't do a whole lot. But it is a title track that it like repeatedly and exclusively says the title of the movie, which is a certain kind of special. Um, but that isn't all. 
Transylvania 6 5000 gives you because Transylvania 6 5000 knows the fucking score. So they give us a second, even more legitimate, and 80s as fuck title track, and it goes a little something like this. Fucking Duran Duran. A little bit, right? into the fire. <laughs> yes, that is the title track, Transylvania 65000 from the film Transylvania 65000, uh, written, I think, performed by a man named Paul Chitten from 1985. Have you, are you guys terribly familiar with Transylvania 65000? I've seen it, but not yeah. many times. It's got a pretty sexy Gina Davis. Oh, it's a, it's oh, my yeah. favorite Gina Davis. It's your favorite mm-hmm. Gina it's my Davis fa- movie. Uh, Yeah, it's my favorite Gina Davis. Do you want to... It's your favorite Gina Davis Version of iteration. Gina Davis. Yeah, okay, iteration. good. Because yeah. I was going to say, if that was your favorite Gina Davis movie, dude, we got to like pull your Gina <laughs> I mean, Davis She's pretty on. hot and she's Earth Girls hot. are easy. Mm. And she's in lingerie and Bikinis and shit. But that movie's so absurd. And I know Transylvania 65000 is. I like the horror element. And Gina Davis's character is, is more attractive to me in that. Gina Davis is something else in Transylvania 65000. And thankfully, Gina Davis looks the way she looks because the rest of the movie is complete fucking trash. <laughs> Agreed. I, I, yeah. Dude, I, I hadn't seen it in years. And I and I and I, it was a movie I watched a lot as a kid that I remembered, you know, being kind of light and funny. And I sort of liked it. And God help me. That is some of the most tired comedy. And it doesn't fucking work. Like every joke. Because you're not necessarily using a... F- Funny comedian cast. Well, I mean, I think Jeff Goldblum and and, and Bailey Junior. No, yeah. I mean he would be the the funniest one. Yeah, and they're good. And there's there's some scenes in Transylvania Six Five Thousand that are kind of fun. But man, that movie just fucking drags, and it just you're just waiting for it to do something funny. And I I don't know personally. I I wanted to like rewatch Transylvania Six Five Thousand and be like, yeah, man, that was the movie I remember loving so much as a kid. That kind of like because it's monsters and they're all there. It's mommy. You got Frankenstein, you, the Wolfman. You got Man. Jekyll and Hyde, but, yeah, but is like, also Frankenstein kind of combined. They do a whole thing in the end where yeah. they're not even monsters. They're all like plastic surgery. It's dumb. It, 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 it's just not funny. The weird thing about Transylvania 65000 is it was produced by the Dow Chemical Company, which is this is something I read about the movie when I was just like, what is this thing, right? It's produced by a chemical company? The Dow Chemical Company made tons of money in Yugoslavia. But they weren't able to take it out of Yugoslavia because of, like, weird local custom laws or whatever the hell was going on. So they couldn't take any of their profits out of Yugoslavia. So they decided to dump their profits into a movie which would be filmed in Yugoslavia, then release it here. And then the profits from that film, they would then <laughs> call their own profits. So this is like God a damn it, it doesn't feel like that. It well, just, that's absurd. Yeah, you'd think it's absurd, but that's the deal with that movie. It's like 
like international money laundering. Is, yeah, kind of. Like they were just trying to move money around, and you watch that with that in your head, and you're like, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what's going Interpol on. Interpol is looking for Jeff Goldblum Super right weird. now. Knowing that, I don't want to give any further analysis into the film as no? a film. No? <laughs> no, knowing that now. Well, do you want to hear it more? I want to hear more of it. Let's hear a little more of it. a little offended. You're offended? Did I ruin Trans- You're Yugoslavian? You might have. You didn't ruin Gina Davis. Just think about Gina Davis. I'm all right. I won't support Slaughter. Think about Gina Davis. I'll be back in a minute. Five thousand. This is a good title track. In fact, it's better than the movie. The chorus is good. I don't know about the verse. You don't like the verse? I mean, it's not for nothing that you didn't see it on the good episode of the title tracks. Now, did you pull this from the film? Is that why it has all those sound bites like in the background? That is true. It's from the beginning of the... uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, Gina Davis. Hot, yeah. Right. Yeah, right? She's dressed like King Diamond with tits. <laughs> yeah. With a little bow tie, right. and she's all horny for Ed Pull up a picture of her in the fly and tell me that Transylvania 6 5000 is not your go-to. I mean, but the fly is the fly rules. I'm not talking about the quality of the film. I'm talking about Gina Davis. You're talking about the, the quality of Gina, Gina Davis. Davis. Yeah. <laughs> Which you're, you know, no... I don't know the phrase that leads into what I'm asking. You're, you're a big Gina Davis fan. We were back. Why? What's the significance? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's true. I have no idea what I'm trying to say. But you're a big Gina Davis fan. Yeah. Cutthroat Island. You love oh, Cutthroat Island. Yeah, I love Island. Cutthroat Island. <laughs> that's, more Why? A, that's more of an attraction to Frank Langella than it is to Gina Davis. <laughs> Everybody knows Frank Langella says it is sexiest in Masters of the Universe. Uh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. She's an amazing archer. Is she really? I don't know. I think so. No, she's definitely you a poor archer. make that up about Gina Davis? She's an amazing archer? I want to say a terrible I form. that, and I'm going to stick with it. She's an amazing archer. <laughs> I'm confused because I never went to school. <laughs> and Bagley Jr. is a fantastic chef. Yeah. I'll Let's just that. say things about actors in Transylvania 6-5000 that we can't substantiate. Yeah, I know. I'm going to stick with it. Yeah? Yeah, put this on. Transylvania 6! Oh, it gets a little different here. Oh, shit. Yeah, it certainly doesn't look like what your dad say. Town in fear, does it? Transylvania's cute. It's cute. Yeah. Yeah, this That's, sucks, man. Everything sucks about yeah, this. Transylvania six. Except for that hook. Yeah. Transylvania yeah, yeah, six. Yeah, That's pretty good, fun. right? Five thousand. I like track. that. No, I'm not with you guys. I really like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all right though. Really? You know? Yeah, no, it's good. When was the last time you watched it? Right, it, was, it was last week. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and Gina Davis is a great archer. Yeah, she's a great archer. It's a good movie. Don't listen to these guys. I love it. Listen, you, you used I've to had fond memories. Banging out to her, didn't you? Didn't you? I'm just saying, you watched this movie specifically. Don't deflect. You put in the fucking don't tape deflect, and you beat Trump. off. What's the matter, smart ass? You don't know any fucking Shakespeare? <laughs> <laughs>
But yeah, I'm sorry Smart if ass. I've offended anybody that likes Transylvania 65000. I grew up liking Transylvania 65000. I had memories of enjoying that film for its monster menagerie and its silly, happy-go-lucky thing. But the type, that comedy is fucking tired, and those bits do not work. And it's a fucking chore to watch Transylvania 65000. Yeah, take that, And if Kyle. you don't believe me... To go find Transylvania 65000 and put it on. Can, can, I, can I say where I think it fails uh, in a serious note? Sure. They have Goldblum and Begley back to back, and you have a great combo of actors here, but they both play the straight man and what should be a straight man, funny man combo, but they're relying on the monsters to be the funny man. And and what's his name? Uh, good point. Oh, what the fuck? Uh, Je- Je- Jeff Bologna? Baloney? That sounds he's a, hilarious. No, he's like a comedian. He's a comedic actor. He's like the mad scientist guy. Who's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The he's the They're relying on him a man, lot, yeah. too. Jeff Baloney? But when you're giving me Begley and Goldblum, one of them has to be the cut up, and they're not giving me that. So I can see where the comedy fails. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's just one aspect in which that comedy fails. What's her, Carol Kane? Carol Kane and the other guy, they're the fucking hunchback Igor Cooks. Holy yeah. shit, man. Every single moment that they're on screen is fucking excruciating. Did I wait a year and a half for you to tear apart my childhood? Is that what you're trying to do? <laughs> I think, I think, yeah. I'm sorry, what out is... the gate, I just came with this, but... John Bologna? John Bologna. <laughs> <laughs> was it John? Was it, is it John Bologna? Is that, no, that's it, a bologna sandwich. That you was just, just bologna. Yeah, well... well. I don't know what his name. It doesn't matter what his fucking name is because Transylvania Six Five Thousand sucks. Moving on. Wait, 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 wait. I want to know what is Pennsylvania Six Five Thousand. Like, what is that song about? Like, what is what is Six Five Thousand? That's the address. address. Yeah. Oh, all right. Speaking of movies that are kind enough to give you not one but two title tracks, our next two tracks are basically the same track, uh, and they're from the same movie. Uh, The first is the most recognized, as it is the main tune heard throughout this quintessential 1980 slasher, whose name will become immediately apparent. Oh, yeah. This is hot. Makes me want to put my roller skates on. <laughs> Where's your disco pumpkin? We'll talk about his disco pumpkin. Sounds like a bag of coke, actually. <laughs> I'm taking Graham with that disco pumpkin. is one of two Prom Night title tracks from composer Paul Zaza featured in the 1980 slasher classic Prom Night. Um, I guess what would happen was they filmed the whole prom dance sequence with tons of like actual disco hits. Then they went to cut the movie and they were like, holy shit, we can't afford to fucking get the rights to any of these disco (laughs) songs. So they looked at their composer and they were like, you need to cut a bunch of versions of these songs that sound close but aren't. And he's like, yeah, uh, okay, I'll do that. And they were like, yeah, can you do that in like five days? And then he cranks out something like that, which is pretty great. I think that's a fun ass title track. And you will hear that song throughout prom night. They give, in fact, 
they're dancing with it. Jamie Lee Curtis and the guy are dancing in the in the in the prom scene Hot. to that song. And then later, when they're fighting off the killer, they just kind of recycle that song. So they, this is a movie where the the protagonists fight off the killer to the title track, and it's pretty great. And I think Prom Night is it's one of those movies where like you watch it now. And you've seen that shit so many times since. You're just like, dude, that's fucking kind of tired and sort of lame, right? But at the time, this was still sort of like a kind of fresh concept. And Prom Night doesn't have a lot of gore. It doesn't have a lot of kills. But what Prom Night does that's so cool is it's like this weird time capsule. Because it's so locked into the vibe of disco and the vibe of late 70s, early 80s. It's hard to separate that. And it's so weirdly old and nostalgic in a way that like Halloween is not dated the way Prom Night is dated. Because oh, yeah. of the music. I yeah, mean. and you watch Prom Night and you're like, holy shit, man. They're like dressed funny. They're dancing funny to these funny ass songs. Come with me tonight. Tell me you will love me forever. The feeling's right. It's Prom Night. And I know things will get better. Come and fly me away to a place where we seem to have much to do with horror movies. That's Nothing. the thing you're going to find about a lot of these songs. They're they're sort of removed from the movie. Where it has nothing just, to do with what's a prom the, what's night. What's the time year? What's the year? 1980. Is this riding at all on Saturday Night Fever? And Absolutely. The, so there you go. Well, it's Halloween meets Saturday Night Fever. Right. And it's a coming out like vehicle for Jamie Lee as a sex symbol. Because at this point, she's just sort of like, you know cute, homely teen sure. next door girl. You know what I mean? But it's like... Hermaphrodite. Now I see her at <laughs> Studio 54 yeah. in that song. And they put her in like a little leotard and like something yeah. sparkly and they're like, damn, wait a minute. Yeah, we got something not, here. She's not Let's sexualized. Let's do some spins yeah. and see what happens with this thing. Yeah, because she's not sexualized at all in Halloween and she has no. that final girl kind of d- d- sort of purity going, which she has in Prom Night as well because she's the final girl in Prom Night as well. But... They realize she's a babe. Yeah, so they kind of play that up. What's the movie where she's like humping the air looking at uh, John Travolta? And she's like, oh. That is Saturday Night Fever, isn't it? Or, is or Staying Alive. Is it Jamie Lee? It's Staying Alive. Yeah. yeah she's yeah. in Jamie. Yeah. They're humping, like looking at each other. It's fucking <laughs> I was thinking awesome. of Coming to America. <laughs> you ever hump? I thought you were going to go with Dan Aykroyd on that one. Oh, you mean fucking Trading Places. Trading Places. Yeah, you're yeah, right. yeah. When you're she right. just takes her tits out for no reason. It's like has nothing to do with anything. She's and he's like, in a fever like, Whoa, on the, in a bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's why you take your tits out. <laughs> yeah. It would make <laughs> me I'm feeling a little sick. It would make oh, me feel how, better. These play good? No, no, no. Dance sexy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Let your hands be all over hands on your own skin as you move. <laughs> Who wants this shit, Harry? <laughs> a weird ass French guy from True Lies. It's catchy. When you hear it so much in the movie that it's hard to like. It's raining, man. That might have been the one he was trying to mimic. I'm not even sure. Yeah, really. I love how the other lyrics have nothing to do with even a prom night. Like, it could be like, dancing with your friends from class. Like, but it's just, they they really aren't referencing a prom or the movie. Or the anything. You're feeling all right. And like, flying away at one point. Like, we're flying away. Like, what the fuck does that have to do with prom night? I don't know. I love this is it. what I'm saying. The guy Lazy had the songwriting. Guy, hey, the guy had five days. You gonna write that in five days? Yes. Bullshit. Okay. I'm impressed. I'm impressed with that. Everybody disco dance. Everything is 
Oh, yeah? Yeah, remix it. Oh, yeah? What? Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? Let's get it on, baby! This is pretty good! Oh, yeah? I like this version. Oh, yeah? A little mustard flag. White power! Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? is just disco out of control which is what kind of the movie feels like after a point there's some weird synths in there some brass i don't know what it is but there's something about this style of music that i just fucking hate you just hate disco yeah. don't be mulatto right now dude <laughs> <laughs> um but Interestingly enough, there is a... Mulatto, man. We don't use that word. (laughs) Eric Andre could use that word because he is mulatto. Buzz me, mulatto. I don't think you can use that word talking about Eric Andre. Is he not mulatto? It's 2019. You you can't use that. What? (laughs) Oh, yeah? Who the fuck said that shit? (laughs) It was me. I'm sorry, Eric. Well, that's absurd. (laughs) Uh, I've read that this second title track from Prom Night is featured in the film for like a split second, but I've also read that it doesn't appear at all, so I'm not really sure who to believe. I sort of like kind of scrubbed through the movie the other night trying to hear this version of the Prom Night title track. Two title tracks. And they're both, they're each, the the first one is called Prom Night 2. This one was called Prom Night 1, and they never released the soundtrack proper. There was like a Japanese import, and on the soundtrack, that's how they're labeled. That one was called Prom Night 2, and this one that is barely featured or maybe not featured in the film is called Prom Night 1. Now let's see which one you guys prefer. (laughs) Same shit. (laughs) Oh. Whoa. I looked around the party and you were staring at her. Whoa. I tried to move a little closer, but you were just tearing away. What? <laughs> <laughs> It's like someone shitting into his ears. <laughs> You're not alone. Most people, like especially somebody of your musical proclivities, hated disco at the time. Like it is a very hated form of music. I don't think that was the question though. It was one or the other. And you are, are you gonna hate on both? Yeah, he's gonna hate on both. Look at his face. If you had to pick one, here's why I'm making that stink face. It's that there doesn't seem to be any kind of relation to a film. And it's just singing the dumb disco shit about we're about to dance and we're gonna go yeah. away when we dance and dance and dance. <laughs> like it's just dumb dancing shit. Exactly. That shit is the mad note. Take <laughs> <laughs> it, I but, think you should edit the ultimate disco title track by putting the the first one's chorus in between these verses. Because <laughs> you think these verses just are better. Just sing prom than the night ones. forever. Yeah. Prom night. Everything is prom night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
that doesn't really have anything to do with the movie. It doesn't even rhyme. want to be with you. Well, that's not logical. Parents have to pick them up at some time. Yeah, they're just high school children being played by 25-year-olds. Maybe all night unless they're going to a kegger afterwards. I should have seen you going for Macho Man. <laughs> I could play more prom night, but I probably won't play anymore. I prefer, you get the idea. I prefer the latter. I like the uh, female vocals of the latter. Okay. Yeah. 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 No problem. Hmm. Oh yeah. I like. I like them both to a certain extent, but I think Graham touches on a very interesting point and <laughs> took too much for too long. <laughs> <laughs> Even when I'm siding with you, I've talked too much. I'm saying they're talking too much, oh, and they're not does. saying anything about prom night well, except for prom night. And this is why you're not finding these two tracks on the other episodes. They're just not that exemplary of title oh, they're tracks. Stupid. They're stupid. There is two of them. It's not even bad. I get what you're saying it's here. It's not bad, it's but just it's just like, not meh. like a good example of a title track. It's not <laughs> Fright Night. <laughs> it's not Killer Clowns. It's not... It, it, but they're there. Not every movie is giving you a title track. And Prom Night, it's giving you two, but they're kind of... Eh, you know what I mean? Prom Night. I feel like Prom Night kind of stands out as being... You know, a movie that it got kind of aped along the way. But this is a movie that just sort of fell between the cracks from the same year, which is sort of the flip side of that 1980 music scene. Um, and it goes a little something like this. Maybe it's a different sound, Graham. And maybe it's a sound you prefer. I like this. That's tough. That is New Year's Evil, the title track from 1980s New Year's Evil, performed by the band Shadow. Shadow is the band that is with Blaze in the New Year's Eve countdown, because they're doing like a whole like K-Rock countdown for, for New Year's in New Year's Evil, and, and they have a live band there, but uh, I don't know if you guys have ever seen I like New that Year's riff, Evil. though. That's a pretty cool awesome. song, right? It reminds me of the band Cactus. You ever listen to Cactus? No. What? <laughs> just make that cactus? up? What? Is that like crocus? What the fuck? No, a cactus is like a pretty good, like, sort of, almost like a, like a, a pre-stoner desert rock band. Why do you only listen to plant-based metal bands? <laughs> <laughs> I like plants. <laughs> it's true. A little mustard plant. <laughs> That's one of the plants that he enjoys a lot. Do you prefer that on your sandwich? 
What? Um, a little mustard blood. <laughs> well, if I'm going to eat... A little mustard blood. <laughs> what the fuck you looking at? There ain't no snacks here, man. Okay, it's about time. It's about... That separates this from a Kansas song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I get, I'll agree with you there. Right? <laughs> That's probably true. That's got I, a good it riff, too. It sound though. like the lyrics were all that associated with the film, which is about. You a, should know about the lyrics. There's a guy who's. Yeah, okay, whatever. It says slashing, though. It's like slash your body <laughs> yeah, down to no, the ground a, or it, some it, shit. They're spinning to the ground. Yeah. And he's, he talks about it a little bit, which... Flashing all the body to the ground is something, something New Year's Eve. Our lives depend on us interpreting the dumbest fucking song I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have to interpret it. Yo, 311 never happened. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that New Year's Evil, they, they're doing a... New Year's Rock and Eve style thing where they're going to ring in the New Year at every time zone. They go live music, they're taking callers, and then that guy calls in who she... Dick Clark. I wish it was. Actually, this is probably what Dick Clark does in his spare time. The guy's got that crazy voice. He's like, no, happy New Year to you. Oh, that is Dick Clark. (laughs) Well, now. But he calls in and he's going to kill somebody at, at midnight sharp. On every time zone. But they, they, I mean, New Year's Evil, it's fucking, it's kind of throwaway. It's not that He's going to kill them movie. in the place where the time zone is or just in that area? No, he's in that area because then he goes after Blaze. And, and it, I, my recollection is that they let you know way too fucking early who the killer is in New Year's Evil. If I'm remembering it right, it's been a while since I've seen it, but... You got to include it, though, in your holiday horror little mix. Oh, man. Like, I you got to throw it in. You know, it's not one of the gems, but you got to put it in. And if, I mean, quite honestly, if you don't like disco, it's a hell of a lot better than either of the two Prom Night songs you're getting. I like oh, yeah. the Prom Night hey, songs. Hey, let me ask you this. Sure. Uh, is Blaze attractive? Yeah. Blaze so is all right. who, Who's attractive as far as these radio hostesses? Stretch, Ooh. Blaze, or Adrian Barbeau. Ooh. Barbeau takes it. From uh, Barboob. Yeah. I mean, oh, she's yeah. giving you that so 1340, The oh, Lighthouse. Yeah. Right. Here we the night on your bed. You know what, guys? I think I got to go with... Uh, A little mustard plant. <laughs> <laughs> the, the mustard plant. Is what are we really talking about here? Vahina. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was that? Uh, that's from the it, 10. Oh, my God. Vahina. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about here? I would go with... Uh, I stretch is pretty good, but I'd probably go with Adrian Barbeau. I think stretch gets hotter. I can't think of her name. Oh, Caroline Williams. No, it's right? uh, Stevie Wayne. Stevie no, oh, Wayne, yeah, yeah, yeah. your night light. Steamy Wang? That's <laughs> 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 Steve Wang. It's definitely not Steve Wang. He is not my night light. 
Carolyn right, Williams so. still hot too. She's yeah, had no, a I mean, resurgence of hot lately. I don't know if you guys have seen her lately. You think she rehotted up? Oh, she rehotted up. Really? She re-upped with the hot. Yeah. I haven't seen Barbeau since her Carnival run, but I don't know what's going on there now. She's she's a beautiful woman. She's at that age though, where I don't I don't know. It's only a, a specific a specific <laughs> taste. <laughs> trying to tiptoe around the a specific taste. I'm Just, into it. You know me. I'm like yeah, for sure. I'm all over you know gilf territory. That's my thing. Well, so I'm, it, I'm Barbeau across the board. All right. You know, from the first He's time got I a laid on boner. Yeah, <laughs> I've been barbonered up since Swamp Thing, so I'm down. I'm just saying, she's not for everybody. It's an acquired taste. Sexuality is um, <laughs> a healthy part of adulthood at any age. I, I like Stretch's legs. Yeah. And when she's sitting on that bucket of ice with fucking... I'm saying. Fucking the ice with the She She's still got those legs, man. She looks fucking hot. Stretch. Is this what they call toxic masculinity? Is no, this no, toxic? This is, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what toxic masculinity it's totally is. Totally clean. I want to make sure we're not respectful because I don't know where that line is anymore. Uh, I think we left that one. I'm totally like being respectful. I'm saying Stretch is hot when Texas Chainsaw Massacre's fucking her ice bucket. <laughs> and he keeps looking at her for approval, like, huh? Huh? Is this good? How, you like this? Her How good are you? <laughs> How good are you? LJ! <laughs> Yeah, so it's they're talking about New Year's Eve at least. Yeah. Good title track. That was a horrible segue. <laughs> <laughs> they all are. <laughs> you just made that Felicia Rose face while you were singing that. That's a little sleepaway camp. <laughs> That was a little Angela for you. Dude, that the melody's scary. great, too, though. Like, that, that, that's a solid song. That's a solid track, right? That's a sleeper hit, because maybe New Year's Evil isn't the best <laughs> fucking movie selection. Sorry. I, mean, I don't know. I like Watch that song. It. If you're a slasher fan, it's a pretty early entry, and it's... Yeah. If you like holiday it's definitely in that run. As far as, though, like, Christmas time holiday horror, it's got to be kind of smudged in there at the end with Christmas Evil and Black Christmas and fucking Silent Deadly Night. Sure, you're watching all that stuff to just cap it off with New Year's Evil. Also, you could watch Bloody New Year. Which was oh, another shit. New Year's Evil, I don't or know New Year's that. Eve horror film that you can check out. Uh, but we'll move on here by moving. Wait, slightly. wait, kick that up one more time. One more time with that that little riff. I want to hear it again. I'll, I'll do That's the last. Fun. I'll do the last bit. Yeah, yeah. That's even better. This is a good one. Like I said, they're not bad. These songs aren't bad. Check out Cactus. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Cactus. Right. Buzz me, mulatto. <laughs> That's a mulatto band you gotta make. Dude, come on, man. Hashtag real quick. You're being a narc right now, dude. Straight up. <laughs> my bad, man. My bad. Hashtag real quick. <laughs> Hashtag real quick. <laughs> I fucking love Eric Andre. That guy's out of control. Fresh, you got a pretty sick style. You want to butt chug some jankum? <laughs> <laughs> Calls him fresh. Moving uh, backwards, I guess, in time, we've got a title track from 1978, uh, which is uh, an interesting title track because it was written by the film's writer-director, Mr. John DeBello. Oh, you know it's going to uh, be good. And man. arranged by the now-famous orchestrator, 
named Gordon Gurwood, who did, uh, ah, I was going through his IMDb, he did like orchestrated for tons of shit, like, I don't know, Con Air and like all kinds of stuff. Animani- Only the classic. I'm on board. He, he oh, won Con Air? He won it, well, he won an Emmy for. <laughs> He won an Emmy for whatever he did on Animaniacs, but that was the guy who arranged the song, which is a little weird when you consider this You're telling me this is the guy who did Con Air and Animaniacs? (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? Nobody moves if the buddy gets it. (laughs) (laughs) So wait, okay, so this was written by the guy who wrote and directed the movie. Yes, he did. What year is this? This is 1978. What year is this? What, this is 2019, <laughs> you just told me. No, it's 78. 78. And the next thing you give me is Con Air. Well, the guy later in life. All right. He went on to become the man who That's arranged. the notable thing you gave me was Con Air's next thing. He must have had a lucrative 20-year I think it was Con Air. Gap. It might even have been Armageddon. I don't know. I love that story. <laughs> the last thing your daughter will smell He did this song in 1978. <laughs> Jesus, that's gross. Then he did Con Air. Here we go. I, I'm yeah. so sorry that I mentioned Connor. I don't even Conair? know if that's the movie he did. How is that what you guys are surprised by? Animaniacs <laughs> didn't fucking strike you as a little weird? This guy did Conair and, oh yeah, Animaniacs. I think he won an Emmy for his work with Animaniacs. Am I alone in thinking Animaniacs was brilliant? Oh yeah, it's great. It's a great cartoon. But I, I didn't expect to hear that shit. I'm like, that's so that's weird, right? And th- after that, he did Rambo 3 and Tiny Toons. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I can't say for sure who's singing. Uh, I think sometimes it's hard to tell when the same song guy who wrote and directed is attributed to someone, whether or not they're just the author or the performer. I I don't know. But either way, uh, making your own title track to your own movie, uh, that's a pretty big play in this racket. You know what I'm saying? I like it. And you're going to be familiar with this song, gentlemen. Ballsy. You're going to be familiar with it. It's a great title track, and I probably should have included it on the good title track. Damn. But I didn't, because it's that classic. It was played on the NBC or CBS, one of those channels. The Evening News, back when it came out. The Evening News actually took out a story. We haven't got time to be talking about this right now. (laughs) I think we do. This is the stuff we should be talking about, right? And there was a space shuttle that went up around this time. Just so the listeners know, we're all sitting here at the end of our seats watching Derek about to press a button. (laughs) And it just keeps rolling into some random shit. We're like, let's play this It was fucker. played on a space shuttle, for fuck's sake. What are you talking This what? song. On NBC? They played, they, they closed out the evening news one night with this song on NBC. After a space shuttle launch. It was a different time. It was the one that made it to space, right? <laughs> there was two instances in which this was played famously. I think. I don't know what the fuck you just said, little kid. <laughs> You want to hear the song? Yes, I'm waiting for the song. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. Fuck, he's like, am I making that noise? Yeah, that was coming out of my ass. That's another snack break. Yeah, there you go. Attack of the killer tomatoes They'll beat you, bash you, squish you, mash you, chew you up for brunch And finish you off for dinner or lunch That is Attack of the Killer Tomatoes Attack Why'd of the they Killer play that Tomatoes on the news? 
I think they were talking about the film. The, the film was kind of a weird Wait. hit in its way when it came out. Like, people were talking about it. People it's were like into it. It's a spoof. It's a spoof of a movie. Absolutely, isn't it? it's a spoof of a movie, and you and I think it unfairly gets kind of like thrown in with these lists of worst movie of all time, which I think is completely inappropriate for a movie like Attack it's of the Killer to Tomatoes, be bad. which is a yeah, spoof. It knows it's bad. It's it, it's 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 made to. It's a comedy. It's, it's actually it's, being pretty cavalier with how bad it knows it is. Absolutely, and it's very funny and it's very satirical. Uh, I really enjoy. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes and that series. It's been a long time since I've seen the original one, but I mean, this is a title track, right? Like uh, people, people who haven't even seen Attack of the Killer Tomatoes kind of know this song. I think it's sort of permeated in that kind of way where it's like. It's a pretty funny idea for a movie, too, like this growing tomato menace starts to like sweep the nation and they call in their like specialist Mason Dixon who puts together like a crack team of whoever the hell's left. It's not even like real people. They're like, yeah, that's our uh, underwater specialist. And it's a guy in like a scuba suit, suit yeah. walking around on land. It's Kyle with a fucking scuba tank. <laughs> they're like, there's our disguise specialist. And it's a black guy dressed as Hitler. <laughs> I forgot about that. It's awesome. You you built up shit on Derek for waiting so long to give us information about this song, and you asked him not why they played this on the space shuttle, but why they played this on the news. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that, that, I was confused. I thought they they played it after a space shuttle launch on the news. No, like, it was two well, separate was, events. Uh, I'm more interested why they played it on a space shuttle. I don't know. It was a yeah, thing at the time. It was a thing. No, you got a good point. I didn't even realize that's what you said. Listen, I don't have any more information than that. I just <laughs> have that. I didn't dig any deeper. God damn it. I'm this confused is, because I never went to school. This is a pretty, <laughs> this Listeners, show is if pretty, you're following in, please let us know. This is an impromptu show. I would have had more information Give it a little more time. You know what I mean? You sounded like a tomato when you said that. <laughs> Somebody get some salt. Somebody get some salt. It's got a very blonde Knock, knock, open up the door, it's real. <laughs> Listen to that synth. What is that, Mr. Synth? That is a mini moog. Oh, nice. The Model D, the original. The one that started it all. I looked that up just for you. Fuck yeah, I knew. I knew you were going to know that shit. <laughs> I did check it out. I wanted to find out. Let's hear a little more of Killer Tomatoes because it's such a fun song. Remember Hermit Barbage while taking out his garbage. He turned around and he forest. did see tomatoes hiding line. in his tree. Now he's just a memory. Such a dorky ass song. Oh, yeah, like it's so sure. written by a guy who's never written a song before. But it's totally appropriate for the film, right? It just fits yeah. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes Easily. so fucking well. I know I'm going to miss her. A tomato ate my sister. Sacramento fell today. They're marching into San Jose. Tomatoes are on their way. I like when they're all meeting. 
And they go into this one room, and it's not big enough to hold all of them, so they're all just kind of <laughs> cramped in this yeah. little room. <laughs> they have to leave, so they all start like crawling across the table to leave. My only real memory from this movie is a man leading a charge with a open parachute, parachute yeah, dragging absolutely. behind him. That's a great image that I think carried on to the cartoon, right? Yeah, he's their air specialist, a guy in a parachute. Well, that's helpful with things that grow on the ground. <laughs> I can only remember the poster. Like, that's one of the best posters it, of all time. Yeah, it's a great poster. The thing that I think about Attack of the Killer Tomatoes is how close you can come to, like, infamy. Because there's a helicopter that crashes in spectacular fashion to the point where you're like, what the fuck? Like, this is kind of a weird, like, low-budget movie. How did you get, like, an, a helicopter crash like that? It wasn't supposed to crash. It was a total accident. So it actually happened. And it came really close to killing a bunch of people Jesus. on set. But it didn't. Miraculously, nobody was harmed Not this in, time. in this helicopter crash. And then you think of something like Twilight Zone. Twilight yeah. Zone. Which has yeah. the exact opposite story oh, under yeah. its belt where you're just like, yeah, you murdered some fucking children yeah. with that helicopter accident. No tomatoes either in that. And that's how you that's how close you come. That's that's how fine that line is. Attack of the killer tomatoes. Attack of the killer tomatoes. They'll beat you, bash you, squish you, mash you, chew you up for brunch, and finish you off for dinner or lunch. Lunch, lunch, dinner or lunch, 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 dinner or lunch. It's a great silly movie that I wish you'd watch again because I haven't seen it in a long time. Moving on to our next. Uh, they're not questionable. They're not bad. They're not good. There's something else. We don't know what they are, but they are other title tracks. And, uh, oh shit, where's my information? I don't have any information. My boy's trying to pop a drain in your beef glands, but I'm just trying to write some Super Nintendo Yelp reviews. What are you reading, Mein Kampf? <laughs> <laughs> this is what I'm trying to read. I'm trying to read Mein Kampf over here. Uh, oh, shit. Hold on, dude. I'm hacking a hologram. <laughs> <laughs> From 1981, the title of this title track is going to become immediately apparent to you, as with any good title track. And here it goes by Sarita. Happy birthday to me. Happy
he's got the he's got the right reaction. You're like, eh, like it's a title track. It's cool though. It's, it's kind of right. It's I mean, not. It's not something you put on when you're driving. Like fuck no. yeah, dude, this rules. But it's just a good song. It's done well. And I don't know that I would include this on the playlist just because maybe that's not a good idea <laughs> it's probably not a good idea it doesn't have a beat there's no percussion it's not but it's creepy it, it is a title track uh and I, I like happy birthday to me i don't know how you guys feel about oh, happy yeah. birthday to me it's six fun. what do they say six of the strangest murders you'll ever see which they're not but maybe at the time 81 nobody was getting stabbed with shish kebab Skewers yet. I mean, the other ones are not that strange. The guy did drop some weights on the one guy, and it's strange when you listen to that song while it's happening. Yeah, it's a little weird. The the song (laughs) was very creepy until the the real background uh, band kicked in. The the symphony kind of took the creepiness away from it. What? (laughs) <laughs> kind of killed the vibe. It killed you. the vibe. The simplicity of it was like, yeah, I can get, I can get down with this. And so then, this is this is one of those songs where even I said to the guys, I was like, I don't even know if we should include this in the episode. Is that melody the theme though throughout the rest of the? They movie? do play. That is like that's yeah, pretty solid. It's, it's one of those things like kind of like maniac cop rap where they take and repurpose whatever the theme is from yeah. the film and, and, and make a song out of it. Uh, which came first, the chicken or the egg? I'm not sure, but it's a cool melody. I mean, yeah, yeah, and it, and it does play throughout the movie, so it is kind of a running theme, and then it, it wraps up. This is what they call the sweet song. That is a phrase used. That's a s- phrase. Yeah, it's a sweet song. Oh, you song. kept saying that like in the last couple episodes, and I was just like. Oh, I guess you just consider some songs like a sweet song. If it plays <laughs> during the end credits, they refer to that as a sweet song, like S U I T E S W. E-E-T. Sweet. Like that kind of sweet? Sweeten it up. Like a sweet song. Sweet song. So not not like the fucking Nutcracker Sweet? No. Weird. Yeah. A sweet song? Sweet. Sweet. They're Norwegian, Mac. What are you saying? Sweet. <laughs> Maybe I can help out with this whole Pam Pam thing. <laughs> you guys Pam? missed my whole fucking thing reference, too. I thought that was pretty solid. Fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Sad. I was distracted. I'll sweat off my sack. <laughs> I mean, it's no uh, Jungle Warriors. I almost gave you that sound. <laughs> oh, that's good though. It's, it's, it's all produced that, really it's, well. Yeah, it's, it's like, like a legit eerie. production. Whoa! I just woke up. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> It's a Banshee-esque ghost solo, but when she stops singing, it turns into a Columbo soundtrack. (laughs) That's the problem. It sounds like the theme to an old Hollywood film. Like an early James Bond film. Yeah, it kind of does sound like a James Bond title track. James Bond in Happy Birthday to Me. Yeah, at the very least. But it's yeah. got no 
That sounds like an Annie the Musical reject song, right. where it's like she kills herself at the end of the movie because she's sad, and they're like, no, nah, I don't think we can do that. I would love that musical if that was the ending. Of my life? Of Annie. Oh, 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 oh shit. <laughs> what do you think he's talking about? What the fuck? Of your life? Uh, you guys familiar with Happy Birthday to Me? No, no. Yeah, yeah. Never even heard of it. You've never heard of Happy Birthday to Me? No. It's pretty fun. Uh, it's a bit, like you said, it's an early slasher movie. Uh, that takes place in a uh, an upscale boarding school, the Crawford Academy, and the Crawford Academy has these upper crusty kids that consider themselves the Crawford Ten, and they're like the most popular kids at the school, and they hang out at this tavern all the time, and then slowly someone is picking them off one by one in what the movie claims to be. You know, the strangest. I can't remember what the fucking line is on the poster. It's the like strangest kebab killings you've ever seen. Yeah. And somebody else actually gets, gets taken out in a total like Pet Cemetery 2 completely ripped off the way this guy dies. Like he's a, he's in a dirt bike, driving his dirt bikes to Crawford 10, go to see this. He's a French guy, NTN. And he wins the dirt bike race and he's like, I'll hang out with you guys later. I don't know why he has that accent, which is <laughs> clearly not French. Good day, mate. That's not a French accent. Oh, I'm from like, France. Mate. But he's like tuning up his dirt bike, and the killer comes up, and you know he's got like a. They all have these Harry Potter scarves on because they're all at like a prep boarding school, and he gets his Harry Potter scarves like all knotted up in the the wheel of the Spooks. dirt bike, and then his face goes into the tire. So it's a total the Pet Cemetery too completely ripped off this entire scene from Happy Birthday. To me, but it, that's a fun kill. It's kind of you know different. And at that point, there hadn't been so many slasher movies where whatever you did to kill these kids wouldn't be considered like whoa, that's kind of crazy. But there, uh, you watch it now, you know, however many years later, and you're like, okay, I've seen Pet Cemetery too, though. That's a good kill. Yeah, and it's I mean it's it's a little bit more gritty in Pet Cemetery too, but yeah, that's coming straight out of Happy Birthday to me. Our next title track is the oldest title track uh, to be featured on either Shindig Radio or the playlist, even older than Scream and Scream Again. It is from 1966, and it is from the British comedy troupe Carry On. Kyle, I'll look in your direction. Are you familiar with the Carry On films? No, Carry On. (laughs) (laughs) It was a long-running... Hello? I'm listening. <laughs> you are. Sorry, was- <laughs> uh, the Carry On films were a long-running series of British comedies that spoofed uh, different genres. And this film, which is called Carry On Screaming, was their nod to Hammer Horror. And they produced a total of 31 different Carry On films over a 20-year period from 1958 to 1978. And this was the 12th film that they produced. And it has a fun little uh, title track that kind of is like an old monster song, sort of. It's sort of fun. Cause when you're screaming, I know that you're dreaming of me. Oh man, this is great. Check that out. Why'd you stop that? Because I have, well, that's how he makes these. Yeah, we talk. That's what he does. 
I didn't, get I didn't, jazzed I didn't stop it. It's just it's divided into several oh, parts. You did stop it. Oh. That it uh, yeah, I didn't stop it. I was enjoying Those myself. Those are some I'm good sorry. screams, though. That was, they were. It's pretty good, right? Yeah, it was good. It's a fun little song. Me and Mikey watched this movie several years ago at your apartment, actually. I don't know if you remember Carry On Screaming. I do. At one point, they were like throwing these mannequins out the window. It was fucking ridiculous. The clock striking midnight. The moon's riding high. A bat flutters by. Everybody's getting goose pimples. Cold icy fingers oh. that run up your spine. Mm, whoa, whoa, whoa. Come closer. Come what closer, the... uh -huh. those fingers that you're feeling on mine. So carry on screaming, carry on screaming. What? Cause when you're screaming, I know that you're dreaming of me. Oh, this is great. Yeah, right? It's kind of a fun it's old got a total, timey. Yeah, Halloween-y vibe. Yeah, it's to it. got a real monster he, kind of vibe. He drops off at that one point. It just makes a bunch of noises, though. And he just like... <laughs> <laughs> that was fucking weird. Each single fight keeps a sickening thud, curdles the blood. Oh, baby, ain't it romantic? I've locked the door and I've swallowed the key. Mm, whoa, 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 come closer. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Come closer. Cause you bring out the monster in me. So carry on screaming. Carry on screaming. Cause when you're screaming, I know that you're dreaming of me. Damn. Yeah. That's a short little fun. Carry on screaming of me. <laughs> it was sung by a man named Ray Pilgrim, who was a very, I don't know about famous, but he was a, a, a pretty prolific studio guy back in the day. Who just he, he wrote a ton of different hits for other people and sang on other people's tracks. He was that guy. Who just sings uh, like, I remember you. Oh. That sounds like Tiny Tim when I'm saying it. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Claus got I mean, in Mar Mars Attacks, they use his singing oh. to kill the alien. Ah, yes. What Which the, they, the guys guy from Attack of the Killer Tomatoes referenced in that article I was reading. They were like, Tim Burton stole that from Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, where annoying music kills them. Oh, yeah, because what is the name of the song that kills them? In, uh, oh, God damn it. Puberty Love. Yes, Puberty Love, which was apparently a dig at uh, Donny Osmond at the time. They hated Donny Osmond, so they were like, what is this little kid puberty singing love. about love? Yeah, it's yeah they hated that, so they they just went and made Puberty Love. But they did cite that. They were like, yeah, Tim Burton, he stole that whole thing for Mars Attacks. But Who uh, was it in Mars Attacks? I can't even remember. Oh, dude, I don't know. I don't even know. If, is Kyle looking that up? Slim Whitman. Slim, Slim Whitman, Whitman, which is awesome. not Ray Pilgrim. Who came out of retirement specifically to sing the title track for Carry On Screaming. He hadn't, he had retired and went, and, I can't even remember what he did after. Something weird. He was like an accountant after. He's like, I'm done singing. And he went and just started crunching numbers or whatever he was doing. And the producers I'm were like. I'm done singing. <laughs> That's a pretty good Ray Pilgrim you got going there. Uh, he came out and, and then just, he was like, what are you talking about? What do you want me to do this? He went in, he was very professional. He cranked that out in the day. And then they had Carry On Screaming, which is a, if you're into, you know, mid-60s mod British humor. Uh, that's filled with innuendo and you know silly kind of monsters. I remember actually liking it, but I don't really fun. remember anything that about the movie. Yeah, it's fucking weird. <laughs> this is the impromptu and un. Uh, 
What's the unexpected aspect of the program? Impromptu and unrehearsed. Yes, absolutely. But we'll move on from this just to make some good we'll time. <laughs> Jumping forward almost 20 years from 1985, we have a kind of title track that sort of fits into that category of some of the other ones we were talking about where they don't really commit to being a full title track because it's from a sequel. Um, and this one comes from Howling 2, mm. which is one of the great what-the-fuck sequels of, of all time and should be watched. What the fuck? Yes, exactly. And it should be watched by any horror fan that has never seen it post-haste. It is really kind of a mess of a movie where you're just like, what the fuck? What the fuck is going on here? Uh, but this band sings this song live in the movie. Uh, performed by a band named Babel with a sort of 80s kind of new wave vibe going on. This one's called Howling. Yeah. For it is written, the inhabitants of the earth. This is have how the movie opens with Christopher with Lee. And I saw her sit upon a hairy beast, and she held forth a golden chalice full of the filthiness of her fornication. Whoa, that's fucked up. And upon her forehead was written, Behold, I am the great mother of harlots and all abominations of the earth. I like this song. This song's great. Yeah, it's got a very, like, Sisters of Mercy kind of sound. Like a guy leaving a Sisters of Mercy concert. <laughs> Control. Screaming though, something about that really what makes this cool. Yeah, it's weird. I ripped the song from I, I, the beginning of the song. I took from I think earlier in the film where they're playing the song live, and then they play the song again as a sweet song at the end of the film. And I kind of combined the two, but you hear that that ripping sound? Oh yeah, that I ripping know exactly sound. Who that is. Mm -hmm. That is the clip they keep showing of the only clip they could get of Sybil Danning removing her top and, and it just like exposes her breasts all over the place and apparently whoever was cutting the movie they were like hey we're gonna do this thing where we're just gonna show like Sybil Danning just opening her shirt like over and over again he was like yeah alright if you wanna do that I'm not gonna whatever <laughs> if you think it's fucking fine to do that just do it I don't care oh, shit. and it's 17 times during that end credit sequence where they cut to that clip they even go so far as to edit a shot of Christopher Lee where he's like standing straight ahead and then he kind of like looks over like <laughs> Sybil Danning rips her top off and then Christopher Lee kind of looks over in this other shot it's a silly little editing trick well, that movie is a mess. Apparently, you, she was real upset about that. She too. was upset about that because it was like she was like, "What the fuck?" Because she didn't want to appear nude in the film. 
yeah. and they got her to do that one shot. And they were like, yeah, that's all you're going to give us, Sybil Danning? We're going to replay the fuck out of that clip of you yeah. just exposing yourself. Huh. But They that, exploited the fuck out of that. Yeah, that movie's well. filled with all kinds of weird, like, werewolf fucking and, like... It's a must-see, though. Absolutely. I mean, it's it, so it really fucking great. just, like, what? Like, movie. And she's awesome. And I, I, I still believe that Lady Gaga at least early in her career, ripped her entire style from Sturba, the fucking <laughs> werewolf queen. She bitch Sturba, who's awesome in the movie. Like Sybil Danning in Howling 2 is just great. She's just a great She's amazing. Villain. Christopher Lee's amazing. Christopher Lee, like, what the fuck is Christopher Lee doing in that movie? Oh, yeah. There's and some he, ridiculous makeup. There's some great lines. It's he's a, got it's that one scene watch. where he's at the, the New Wave Club. And he's trying to be incognito. He's like a werewolf expert. And he's in this club. So he's got these 80s, like, sunglasses on, like, trying to be all incognito. But he's an old-ass dude in this weird new wave club. And he sticks out like a sore thumb. Yeah, with like, like, 80s future punk yeah, sunglasses like, on. Like, like Marty McFly <laughs> trying to be incognito in Back to the Future 2. Like, this is fucking hilarious. But apparently later on, on the set of Gremlins 2, which was directed by Joe Dante who directed the original Howling, Christopher Lee apologized to him for appearing in this horrible sequel <laughs> to his movie. He personally was like, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> I didn't mean to appear in this terrible film. I apologize. This song's great, though. I do like this song. If it was more of a real title track, I, it would have been on the good, for sure. I like this part. He gets all dancing there. Yeah, right. He does sound like dancing right there. If you like werewolves and you like Sybil Danning and you like Christopher Lee and you like fucking completely ridiculous movies, you gotta get on Howling too. <laughs> I feel like crepe hair glued on people's tits and they're just like having threesomes and shit. I read this weird story that they were waiting for the costumes to arrive because they shot it on set somewhere in the middle of Eastern Europe, wherever the fuck they shot it. And this box showed up that was suits. They were ape suits from Planet of the Apes. And the guy calls the, I can't remember the director's name again. He called the producer and was like, uh, these aren't the fucking werewolf suits, dude. They're ape suits. Why, what do you want me to do with these ape suits? And the guy was like, I don't know, dude. Make it work. And then they did. They kind of like just like piecemeal these things together and fucking make some ape suits work as these werewolf suits, which is fine because it's just nudity and sex and weirdness and Sturbo with her fucking laser cape. And you got the guy that plays Mickey in Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Yes. There, being a werewolf. Hilarious. The acting in, in Howling 2 is exceptionally entertaining. There's some great mustaches in that one, and there's and some real shitty fucking sweaters. Oh man, it's very 80s. And then and then there's Super like great 80s. set pieces like randomly all over the place. Like they shot skulls in like real and, weird fucking areas, like actual like churches and shit in like the, all that werewolf orgy business. Like yeah. happens in an actual church. And I read some weird story where they were surprised that the priest was allowing them to shoot 
this super sacrilegious shit in a weird church. And he was like, ah, we've been trying to get the Vatican to send a cardinal out here to bless this place. But after we tell him that you fucking filmed some werewolf fucking down in the basement, oh, boy, they're definitely going to send a guy out here to cleanse this place. Like, they were all pumped about it. <laughs> so like, he was like, oh, yeah, okay, great. Fantastic, then. We'll just shoot that. They just wanted to see Sybil Danny's tits, too. Yeah. You got some Sybil Danny's tits and ripping of a glove tonight. <laughs> and some glassy ass. <laughs> oh, no, this has got the clip that I love. At the end, that's why I have this one. This will give you an idea of what's going on in Howling 2. Mr. Crossgo. Miss Templeton. How do you know my name? I've seen you on television. What do you know about the death of Karen White? I know that she is a werewolf. Mr. Crossgo. Jenny, what did he say? He said your sister is a werewolf. Oh, bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> That's so just good. a little bit of what you're going to get. That was the byline, too. too, right? Is that the byline? Or your sister's a werewolf. Well, there was a couple, yeah. There was your sister's a werewolf. That was the kind of, like, American-friendly byline. And then there was the other byline, which was Sturba werewolf, she-bitch, which I think is a yeah. way better byline. But, yeah. That's good. She-bitch is going to get me in theaters. It's going to put oh, yeah. your ass yeah. in the seat. Yeah. She-bitch. <laughs> She-bitch. Not your sister is a werewolf. <laughs> ah, bullshit. We're going to move forward. Four years to the year 1990 for a title track that's not really a title track because it's the title of the film with the word he's in front of it. This is why it is not listed in the... Not the good. I'm not going to say the good. That's the, this wouldn't have been on the good episode if it fucking tried. But it could have been on the bad. But I left it off because it's not a true title track. But you know this song fairly well. I'm Dick Brady. This is Club Hell. Thanks for coming, kids. Dick. You're the rock and roll. You are the rock and roll. You guys are the rock and roll. This kid is Rockula. <laughs> I apologize, listeners. That's pretty good. It's better than the other one. It's got like a Morris Day in the Time riff. That shit is the man note. <laughs> <laughs> But it's not actually called Rockula. The song is actually called He's Rockula, so it doesn't quite 
count as a title track, but for all intents and purposes, come on. We're listening to a title track here, right, fellas? I mean, he's playing a bat bass. He is playing a bat bass with his goofy <laughs> bat wings that say rock. I wanted to dress up like him for Halloween once with a cape that just said rockulate. A fan, man. You're a fucking loon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good timing on that one, Kyle. I love Rockula. This is a much better song from Rockula than... Then he's the vampire. Yeah. Uh, or I'm the DJ, or he's the DJ, I'm the vampire, which we listened to on our Monster Raps episode, and I apologize for that. That is a very hard song to kind of get through. Because yeah, he talks about Wavos Dracula. Wavos <laughs> Dracula. <laughs> no, this is a much this is a much easier you song. You mentioned to some food to. in this song, too. It's like a weird owl of Oh, yeah. Draculas. No, he's talking about ordering Chinese takeout, which I think he does right here. Where he's talking, he can't eat the meat, he, he doesn't want to drink the blood. Because he's a good guy vampire. He's Rockula. They've told mother for 300 years. Bought his new cape at the neighborhood Sears. It's not a bird, not a plane that you saw. Crashing into that solid brick wall. He's Rockula. That's pretty good. That's like... Sound like a real werewolf. This is definitely a real song, as opposed to he's the DJ, I'm the vampire, which yeah. is barely a fucking song, right? I mean, this one's barely a song too, but, but it's, it's way be, better. It's got, yeah, you're not. It's still being, not that rocking though. It's more funky. No, it's a, yeah, it's more like funkula. It's he's a lot funkula. <laughs> yeah, he is funkula. I'm gonna go with Graham on this one. Uh, but that is Dean Cameron. Uh, you know, I love Dean Cameron. Ski school, summer school. Yeah, he was in a lot of school-related movies. Bad dreams. I've never seen Bad Dreams. You gotta Dude, talk to me about this. It is fucking weird. Yeah, like it's like this kind of ripoff thing of Freddy Krueger, and it's got Richard Lynch in his all his burn face glory. No way, really. Playing the wannabe Freddy character, he's like a cult leader that lit himself on fire for some odd reason. Weird. In the story. And then the girl, the beautiful and bad chick from Dream Warriors yeah. is your main, like, you know, your main chick, you know? And she's in uh, another facility for troubled youths who are all having bad dreams. Old typecast. And getting killed while they're, you know, involved in these fucking dreams. And Dean Cameron is this, like, suicidal weirdo. And he's not, he's a kind of charming Dean Cameron funny in the beginning but then it gets really fucking dark and weird huh. and yeah you guys, you I mean I'm familiar it. with the title but I've never I've never seen Bad Dreams because I didn't know Dean Cameron was in it yeah. I, I'll, I'll watch anything with he's Dean like Cameron. flipping out and trashing the storage room and slicing his own wrists and shit like that it's pretty fucked up have you seen The Prince of Bel-Air the show no what the fuck <laughs> there is a movie with Mark Harmon, who you're familiar with, Kyle. Yes. From your years on NCIS. And The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is a play on this film, The Prince of Bel-Air. Is it really? really? I just, was wondering. Just in words only. You know that, though? Just in fact? words only. Uh, he's absolutely referencing this film. You think so? It's not yeah. the premise, you're though? Like... The, you're familiar with The Prince of Bel-Air. Yeah. Really? Mark Harmon. Yeah. Yeah. Because you worked with Mark Harmon. The greatest actor alive. <laughs> but did he? Talk, did, you, <laughs> did you talk to him about the Prince of Bel Air? No. Oh. Yeah, I just walk up to him and be like, "The Prince of Bel Air." <laughs> you're making up. You're making up shit about Gina Davis being a fantastic archer. Maybe you're making up shit about Mark Harmon. I hold true to that. 
Does Mark Harmon roller skate to set in little tiny shorts <laughs> with the fucking earphones? You heard it here. <laughs> no, you actually saved my embarrassment in front of Mark Harmon because on the set of NCIS, I'm a, I was almost I was gonna I went up to Kyle and I was like I can't wait to tell him like I'm such a fan of Double Dare. <laughs> and he's like, "Ah, oh, that's Mark Summers. That's Mark Harmon from Summer School." Oh <laughs> shit! Like, oh, all right. Well, you're welcome. Yeah, no, thank you for that. That's I, awesome. But you did stop me from, in my drunkenness, yelling at him as we left that I loved Summer School. Yeah, I want to be like, "Mr. Shoop, Mr. Shoop, Mr. Shoop, your keys are somewhere in this room right now. You're very cold." But you stopped me, you son of a bitch. Can I say that Mark Harmon caught Graham ogling Lauren Holly? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. From afar. He gave you that look. He was like, give me the Gibbs look. He gave me the Gibbs look. I was looking at her legs and I was like, damn, man, look, those legs are fit. Well, <laughs> she was in an autopsy room wearing a, a obscenely short skirt for whatever her role in uh, the government was at the time and bending. And you were just fixed. You were just fixed on the thigh. Hell yeah. Look at those Lauren Holly legs. And then I look up and Mark Harmon's like, mm mm. <laughs> He's giving you that happy Gilmore, like, no. He's not, that. it's not a disappointed look. It's a, yeah, I thought so look. <laughs> it made sense to him. He got it. You want to stay on this set? Maybe don't do that. She was like intimidatingly rocking hot. She though. was. Like, she was. It was we, like, we went, to that, we went to that rap party. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty good. Her but, haircut, she rocked that short hair, and I was like, Jesus Christ. She ate a banana at Crafty once. I saw her. She ate a banana You at saw her eat a banana? I saw her eat a banana. Wait. The whole thing? No, I, I didn't stare and watch the whole thing. Or was it a uh, she was chowing down? He like a followed the banana with his eyes like uh. Mark Harmon was over there like Nope. Yeah. Don't do it. But Prince of Bel Air, um it has Dean Cameron, it has Kirstie Alley. It's kinda like a mini summer school where he's like a pool guy. He's like this cool kickback pool guy who's banging all the women on his pool guy route. Summer pool. Summer pool. You're calling, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. You're calling movie Summer Pool. Uh, Kirstie Alley is the daughter of some rich guy that he cleans the pool of. They start hanging out. Uh, and, yeah, but it's like. That's double summer school right there. It's kind of double summer school. It's not as fun as do, uh, a summer school, but. Uh, is Dean Cameron in there too? He is in there. What the He's, fuck? It's a triple it's, summer school? Yeah, it's a, it's a small end. I want to say there's another guy from summer school in there, but don't quote me on that because I'm not sure. That little I messed think... out dude that plays Dave? No, Dave is definitely Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, want to, I think even a fourth person from the summer school is in there, but I'm not sure. But yeah, Prince of Bel-Air, check it out. I, it was on Prime because Prime has everything. It yeah. was on there. I watched it on Prime, and I was like, what the fuck? Because Ted was telling me about it. He was like, got to watch Prince of Bel-Air. I was like, what the fuck is this movie? It's like mini summer school, but yeah. Nobody actually up. said you gotta watch Prince of Bel-Air. No, he did. That he, never came nope, out of his no, mouth. No, he did. It literally came out of his mouth. That's you gotta watch it. Well, that's absurd. <laughs> <laughs> but Dean Cameron, I love... said that shit? <laughs> Ted, Ted said that shit. Ted the Fed. Ted the Fed. We're gonna uh, get Ted the Fed in here at some point. He's not gonna do it. Oh, fuck you, he's Ted. He's not gonna do it at all. But you know who is gonna show up? Dean Cameron. As Rockula. What's that noise? He's not a great singer. No. Don't neck on That's not the point, though. That's his mother's advice. That's <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Fuck! 
You go neck on first dates. That's his Boy, mother's advice. That's good advice for us. <laughs> oh, yeah? It's all off feet and shit. Dracula Funky Funkula He threw in a That is Rockula. What a chump. <laughs> Chumpula. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun movie though. I like Rockula. Yeah, a lot. I do like it's Rockula. got a very it's good eighties vibe. Tony Basil. Tony Basil plays his mom. It's pretty great. Thomas Dolby. Uh, I blinded you with science. He's hot, too. I wasn't speaking to his attractiveness. In cars. No, that's Randy Newman. No, that's not Randy Newman. That's Gary Newman. Gary. Randy Newman. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Randy. It sounded like Bob Dylan. I don't know who that was. That was. Yeah, the frozen me. Anyway. We'll move on from Rockula to a song that was requested. This was actually requested in the first title tracks episode by Shindig Radio participant Mikey Rotella. He said to me, why isn't this song being played? And I said, well, we played it during the trivia game. So I kind of skipped over it, despite the fact that this is a solid title track that probably should have been included from 1986. This one's from a band called the Fibonacci's. You're going to know it and you're going to love it. Because you already love it. And you asked me to play it. I love it. What's the song about? Is there some sort of special significance? (laughs) To television? I'm not sure. Uh, This is a... This is... This is Empire? Huh? Empire put out Terrorvision? This is a Charlie Band thing, right? I feels like no a Charlie idea. Band thing. It's really cool, though. I mean, oh, oh yeah, no. They, like, have to fix their TV because something's wrong with it, but it ends up tuning in, like, another dimension. Yeah, it's like this weird creature from another dimension. That the creature's slowly coming, coming the through the TV. Yeah. I get that confused with the John Ritter flick. What Stay tuned. Stay tuned. There's some overlap there. That's is fun, there too. That's kind yeah, of a, a fun bit. movie, too, though. Yeah. They go in, they come out. Did but, that yeah. have a title track? Stay tuned. It seems like it's designed for a title track. There is that weird, like, CNC Music Factory Bobby Brown song. Is there? What the fuck? No, it's, I think it's Salt and Pepper. Scott singing mm. in there, and it's like, what is the name of the song? You gotta stay tuned! No, it's not stay tuned. <laughs> what is, how does it go? It's like, <laughs> oh, fuck! What is the song? Fuck! Exco, give it to you. <laughs> I don't know if that yep. was the song, but it's that definitely not it. the song from Terry. Don't be mulatto right now, dude. <laughs> Is that what I'm doing? <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Stay tuned. What? Stay tuned. What? Stay tuned. What? <laughs> the DMX oh, recut. I'm sorry. Go back to what I, I was just. I was. I feel like there's a little a lack of Eugene Levy references in this show, and I I wanted to bring it. He is the, the what is he? The, he's not the devil because that's Jeffrey Jones. The yeah, the Jeff- child molester. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> whoa whoa whoa. Yeah, we nobody talks about that anymore. He just kind of faded away, right? No one talks about him I being a child just- molester, but. 
Gina Davis can't be a good archer. I sat behind him at Gina a screening Davis, once. Beetlejuice. <laughs> was he molesting a child? No. Well, then I can't confirm that if that's true. He was not. molesting a bag of popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bet it was. I'll bet it was crunchy, loud, and it pissed Lou off. I'll tell you that. Oh shit. Misophonia. No. Oh, what were we talking about? A little mustard plant. <laughs> That's one. That's for you, Matt Mistrella. Yeah, he was there when we watched that. But that has nothing to do with Terrorvision. Sorry, <laughs> which sorry. I believe was what we were talking about. Uh, Garrett Graham, and he plays the dad, John Grease. Is that how you say his name? John no, Grease. John Grise. John Grease. It was John Cryer. No, he's OD. He's OD in Terrorvision, but you would know him from playing oh, Uncle Rico. Uncle Rico in Napoleon oh, Dynamite, the Werewolf, okay. and Monster Squad. He's your son. More importantly, he's Laszlo Hollyfeld in Real Genius, one of my favorite movies of oh, all that's time. Right. I love Real Genius. He's the guy in the closet. Yeah, absolutely. That, I didn't know he had a name. Laszlo dead mother. That blew my mind. Yes, indeed. Dude, everything that guy's in is gold. I I'm just going to say that. Oh, yeah. Get yeah. Shorty. He's in Get Shorty. Oh, yeah. He's like, what is that? A, a WAP 9? Fright like Night the 2. Fiat of Guns. He is in fucking Fright, Fright Night, Night 2. 2. Holy shit. He plays a werewolf in that also. How do you play? How do you say his name? I don't know. John Grise. John Grease. John Grease. Everyone John. will know him as Uncle Rico, so that's what I throw yeah. him. Yeah. I didn't realize he had such a. That's great. There should be an whole episode dedicated to him, really. Big deal character actor. Absolutely. You know, He's fantastic. Jesus. Uh, funny. funny part uh, or a funny side thing for John Grease, who plays the character of OD in Terravision. He's wearing a wasp shirt, <laughs> showing some blacky. Lawless love. Ah. But moreover, they play a, a, a wasp video on the TV screen. Well, the uh, television loves wasp. Apparently. I fuck like a beast. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember what the wasp song is actually playing in television. That's a good but song. But it's certainly, if you needed to hear a song that is playing in television, it might be this one. October night, October night man. It's kind of Halloweeny in this yeah. song. It's getting there. Yeah, it's got that cool aspect where it's the uh, horror host. They have the horror host Medusa who comes on the TV and, and who's also hot. Yeah, well, yeah. You just gotta have hot babes with rock and cleavage in all your horror movies. In the, uh, 80s. the 80s, you just was gotta good. do the it. The 80s was good for that. They're gonna hook you up. There's, it's like. Weird in television. Everything's just sort of like dirty and slutty, and all the like old people are trying to have an orgy and shit. In the I guess pool. they. Well, I guess it's they like, what went the fuck's to, going on in this movie? They went to weird. Like they looked into weird swinger pads when they were designing their house, That's and it's all, and they nailed it, dude. It's so awesomely like late seventies, eighties, <gasps> shagged out, greasy, lotioned up. Swinger orgy pad. I just love that. It's got that a cool gross, vibe. That house, like Beverly Hills '80s yuppie thing. Like we're gonna have an orgy tonight. And they're getting all ready, <laughs> and it's so fucking funny. I got a question. 
How fucked up are you? <laughs> Whoa, that's fucked up. That verse is weird. That is weird. John Grease. Whatever. <laughs> oh shit. Daily, daily quiz throwing around. We come to I would say perhaps the best song from this middling mediocre for a few title tracks more uh, list. That's what you should call it. A few title uh, tracks more. Yeah, I, think that's what we'll, more. I think that's what we'll go with. Can I predict with. it? Is it ninja rap? <laughs> <laughs> ninja! Ninja rap! No, this was a song that actually was the impetus of this episode because this was a song we had a whole conversation about on the last episode. It didn't make it to the final cut of the show because I decided to just do this episode. This is a song that I didn't include because it is not an actual title track. Technically, it is what I will sometimes refer to as a title track after the fact. Title track after fact. It is not really about the movie at all. It's about being on tour. And it was written and recorded in 1991 by Ozzy Osbourne, completely separate from this movie. That's why it's absent from the other two episodes, because it's not actually a title track. It's a, just a song that existed previously that had that title. Let me guess. Who should we put on the case? Calling Perry Mason. Into the fucking baseline, like it just transforms mid. Right <laughs> It's not Perry Mason, but however, this is such an awesome song. We just had to include it anyway, and then since it's kind of a title track, right? It sort of fits, but you were asking for it, so here it is. Not Ozzy. Not Ozzy, because Ozzy's version from 1991 is not the one that appears in the film. This was re-recorded by a co-author of the original song, oddly enough. Who's that? I wonder who that's going to be. The song was written by Ozzy, Zach Wilde, and Lemmy Kilmeister. Hmm. Whoa. But not recorded by Lemmy and his band Motorhead until the following year. It's kind of not a title track. You bet. Still a good song, though. Oh, it's unbearable, isn't it? The suffering of strangers. The agony of friends. There is a secret song at the center of the world, Joey. And it sounds is like razors through flesh. I don't believe you. Oh, come. Oh, you can hear its faint echo right now. I'm here. 
to turn up the volume. Hell yeah. Hell raisin. What? <laughs> <laughs> You fucking uh, guy. Sorry, sorry, that, sorry, that, sorry. Is, that is Hellraiser Christ. 3? That is from the film Hellraiser 3. It is Motorhead playing Ozzy's song that was co-written by Lemmy called Hellraiser. What do you say, Bill? I say that. That's what I Play say. It. That's fantastic. <laughs> Sound like every fucking word that Lemmy's trying to force out of his mouth. It's like hurting him. Oh, like, like he's gonna shit his pants. Yeah, like it's no, it's like, like he's recovering from a stroke, and this is his way to come back. <laughs> That's why he had to wear those chaps because he's shitting the entire yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like trying to force it out. Our buddy and and shindig fan Travis Escamilla yeah. texted me immediately after the last episode and was like, "Where the fuck is Hellraiser?" Well. Sorry, Travis. It's yeah. not really a title track, which is now why he it knows. wasn't on that episode. But here it is because we love the song so fucking much. Even here, it's about touring. He's talking about just being on tour. Cut it there because of the solo. Honestly, that's why. You had something to say. You can talk over the solo. It's fine. If 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 the film leaned more into this scene at the time, it would have been a better movie. Kind of does. It doesn't. It's more of a upper middle class art scene. Yes, is what it it goes towards. But if it leaned more into the grungy metal class, I thought it would have been a better movie. Yeah, it's not I mean, a great a couple movie. Of things. No, it's, not, it's got cool shit to look at, but it's not a great film. No, Hellraiser two is much cooler. Yeah, well, two two is a that, yeah. I, I I like Hellraiser two better than Hellraiser one, only for the visual shit I'm getting. 
Oh, really? All right. Well, I, I, I think it's two, but uh, yeah, it expands the. It expands it. It wouldn't be two without one. Into something kind of crazy with Dr. Yeah. Chenard. They're in hell. Oh, yeah. I, I love the, the body rebuilding scene from one, but her writhing on that mattress yeah. without friction of skin is it stuck with me more, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That makeup is incredible. Yeah. And three has cool makeup. And three yeah, has yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. Anthony Hickok who did uh, Waxwork. It sort of keeps the vibe, but it definitely feels like the American Hollywood version. Yeah, of it runs in that cheese theme. Of, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, it, I, they leaned more into that grungier metal vibe as opposed to being like the cocktail upper. Like we have steel on the walls, but we're still a. a, a cocktail bar New York vibe. Sure. I thought it would have been a lot better. Well, when you got Doug Bradley's all like, you're about to get some suffering, yeah. Joey. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. maybe leave Joey, Joey. out of that line. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> Doesn't end with much fanfare. Just kind of Peters. Let me I see what you're saying though. Base. In retrospect, I agree. It sounds more like his mole is trying to sing for him. <laughs> <laughs> it's struggling on stage, and then he's keeping his mouth. All the backups are his mole. <laughs> That's a great song, even if it's not. Like a real title track. It's kind of a title it's track. It's not even a real Motorhead song. If you think that gets me in not really, really no. Because we come to our last song of the evening. Another song that we talked about in that piece that was cut out of the episode that you didn't hear about as listeners because you didn't hear that version of it. We only heard it because we were sitting in here talking and you didn't know about it. I don't think you're all done it. with your little pink panty <laughs> meltdown. Let me know. That was a bit of a I'd pink. like to get down to business. We're gonna get down to business here from 2009. We come to our last title track of the evening what no yeah no you want it so it's not <laughs> yeah, like just wrap this <laughs> shit the rap. fuck up will you uh as you know listeners halloween is right around the corner and it'll be even closer to being right around the corner by the time this gets edited and released so we're gonna prime you with our final title track which is very much a halloween song and as much as this song exemplifies the playlist it's a referentially inclusive Halloween title track. It's everything you want from a song on this playlist. And it's as damn near a Halloween shindig anthem as we're ever likely to get. get Holy shit. Haven't you idiots ever heard of Duracell? Hey, look, don't blame me, man. I just put batteries in a damn thing this morning. <laughs> I can't live without my music. Forget it. There's plenty of time for dancing later. Now it's time for party games. Yeah, we can play post office and you can be the stamp. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't make me ill. I was thinking of something a bit more in tune with the holiday. Like what? Bobbing for apples with razor blades in them? <laughs> no. I was thinking more along the lines of a seance. A seance? Isn't that a little chancy? I mean, this is Halloween. The night when all the creepy things are supposed to stalk the earth. Yeah. yeah. 
is 45 Grave with their title track, Night of the Demons. Just unfortunately, it is not from <laughs> the real Night of the Demons. It's from the Night of the Demons remake, which is probably uh, the greatest thing about the Night of the Demons remake, even though I added in all those clips from the, the original. The only great thing about the Night of the Demons remake. Actually, the, the Night of the Demons remake has a pretty cool soundtrack. It has a lot of good songs, including other shindig Playlist inclusions like Bloodletting from Concrete Blonde, uh, Permanent Shindig Benchwarmer, Black Number One from oh, Typo Negative. Nice. That's, That's a good Halloween one. Yeah, just every year I'm like, am I going to put it on? And then I don't. I just don't because no, Typo Negative. I just, me and Typo Negative. Black, 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 black Number One. Investigate 311. Yeah, I will. For, <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> Also included on the Night of the Demons remake soundtrack is the Ghastly Stomp from Whoa. the Ghastly Ones, which is a, uh, uh, we love the Ghastly Ones over here at Shindig Radio. But that is 45 Grave, the fantastic 45 Grave, singing their Halloween title track, Shindig Anthem. I love this song. It's an awesome song. Let's hear more of this song. Do you get any better than that? I don't, I, don't know. I don't know if you can. It's a title track. They're talking about Halloween. They're talking about all the crazy shit that's happening in the movie. They could be talking about the original movie. It's 45 Graves, so it could have been in the original movie. It's not like they were some new band that wasn't around when they made the original Night of the Demons. It's like, I'm so like, that's not on the original movie. Still pretty great. Edward Furlong. Oh, you lost really? me. Yeah. You lost me. <laughs> you lost <laughs> me. I just said Edward for Edward for a while. Oh shit. Easy money. <laughs> yeah, getting that paycheck with Budnick. <laughs> with Budnick. <laughs> this is hacking into the ATM machine. Shannon Elizabeth. Also. Hey man, I think I saw the kid over really ending this. List with Edward Furlong and Shannon Elizabeth. No, we're ending Actually, it with no. the forty-five grave. Okay. Thank you. Dina Cancer, just fucking getting it. It's it's Dinah cancer. That's that's the whole joke. Oh, is it? Yeah, Dinah cancer. Dina. Yeah. That's not a joke. No, that makes way more sense. <laughs> Dinah cancer would be a person. <laughs> <laughs> Dinah. Dinah oh, yeah? Dina cancer. No, that makes way more sense. She's dying of cancer. 
No, Dinah. It's D-I-N-A-H. I'm perfectly Dinah. fine. My name's Dinah. It's Dinah Cancer. <laughs> <laughs> well, there it is. Oh, I thought it was Dina and you were real sick. Well, you can give me whatever money you want, but fuck. <laughs> <laughs> in their fucking apples and then my wife is gonna fucking make Make, a pie out of them and i I gotta say that's probably the one of the best title tracks in the last you know 20 something years right dude you don't i mean why is that not in the title tracks what's going on but you explained it but uh, reiterate please it's from the shittiest movie though it's a remake you know what i mean it's it's from the remake of yeah night of the deep but the song doesn't really count the song's I mean, it's great. It's a title track, but I fucking did not. Like, in the good I movies, did not though. like that remake at all. You begrudgingly great. added it because of Edward Furlong, and for that I accept it. <laughs> <laughs> I begrudgingly added it because it's a fucking awesome song, and, and it's a title great title song. track, and it's a Halloween title track. And, and then and they say the title in the song. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's no Venom. Venom. I was and just gonna no. say, <laughs> if you want a quality title track that's modern, <laughs> you go Venom. Because that movie was the best movie of the decade. <laughs> Obviously. According to Sony, it was. Yeah, they just, they completely didn't look at any of the data on that movie. No, they, what data? What reviews? It was great, according to Sony. <laughs> just go see it. Best film of the year. Venom. You're a loser. Go get him. What is he saying? You're a loser on your planet. I'm a loser on my planet. <laughs> That's a great, great film. Just I don't like want to riff you. on Venom. That's a sad ending to this. No, we've been riffing on Venom yeah, for four yeah. episodes. Yeah, so that's true. true. <laughs> you gotta go get him, Venom. That was the rest of the title tracks, everybody. Um, so Hellraiser is Kyle's favorite? Kyle's? Is that- I'm still leaning into Lenny. Uh, Lemmy. Lenny. Uh, Lenny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm hey, yo, hey, hey, thanks a lot. Lemmy is God. <laughs> I'm gonna go with that as my favorite. So. You're going with that. Mikey, pick a favorite. As, as much as I like... Terror Vision. Yeah, you love, it was your choice. I love Night of the Demons because it's sure a great do. song, but it's attached to a pretty shitty movie. That shouldn't matter. I'm going with Howling. You're going with Howling? Yeah. Howling. Because it's fun as fuck. That's pretty fun. In the that guy's so fun. That's good. How about you, Graham? I'd tell you what Graham's not going to pick. <laughs> Well, it's not going to be brown night. Brown night. Everything is all right. Um, I don't know. You know what? I mean, I I really appreciated Night of the Demons. I thought that was pretty rocking. Uh, I love Hellraiser just because that's some good metal right there, and it's, but it's got I a feel good like, vibe. I feel like you're leaning more towards Carry On Screaming. <laughs> Shit. Maybe with the New Year's Evil, 
Just because that riff is fucking fat. It's, it's pretty tough. Fuck yeah, that's, that's that's dirty. That's naughty right there. Naughty? <laughs> that's a naughty riff. <laughs> You're naughty. Very naughty. Yeah, it's tough. No doubt about it. I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick that as my favorite riff just right now. I mean, I, I, for some reason, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes is at the top for me. Yeah, we didn't <laughs> say riff. We were saying song. So you gotta be more specific. Here. But it's your favorite Derek, because of riff. Just commit. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. <laughs> All right. For, uh, that sick riff. Garbage. <laughs> <laughs> While taking out his garbage, <laughs> he turned around and he did see tomatoes hiding in his tree. Now he's just a memory. It's pretty in your face, title track. I mean, if we're it's voting great. for the most mediocre song, that song wins it all. <laughs> yeah, I don't okay, know. Okay, everybody I mean, go around. Most mediocre. <laughs> You fit Herbert Farbage into your song. You gotta squeak it in there. Herbert Farbage. Word that rhymes with garbage. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first initial, like, first draft was just like, well, we gotta haven't figured this out yet. It's gotta be something garbage. I don't know what I would pick. R- Rockula. I, I would go with Ninja Rap. <laughs> think I would Ninja, pick Ninja Rap. I, I'm really reaching here, but the Adams Family Rap. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah, that's a. Where is that line? I'm just trying to classify some rap. stuff that's not necessary. It's a monster rap. Yeah. Monster rap, and it's inclusive. I just want to know how to live my life when I leave this room. And there's a few questions I, I, I had to I ask. I can't tell you how to well, do that. That was offside, wasn't it? <laughs> He'll be crying himself to sleep tonight on his huge pillow. <laughs> Pete, move that melon of yours and get the paper if you can. Pulling that gargantuan cranium about. <laughs> I don't know about you, fellas, but I've enjoyed sitting in here in this overly hot room with our good old friend Kyle listening to. I wish we had a better selection of songs to listen to for yeah. him. Those but it is what Come it on. is. It was fantastic. I was glad that you were able to just slide right in and, and join the crew. And, and uh, I usually just slide right in. Yeah, do you? Yeah. You need any kind of grease for that or. I was using Graham's banana. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Well, on that. I thought you were going to play like, I got a little dick. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have it. Yeah, we probably would. That button. I would (laughs) play on that. No, it's been great. I, I, I really enjoy listening to you guys. Not being around for it, it's it's been ah, it's been hard because I'm like ah, man, we always talk about this, and you guys are doing a great job. This isn't like a few ah, guys. Nice. No, 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 no. I know you guys oh, you're self-deprecating the whole goddamn every episode. <laughs> <laughs> you are you are actually doing a really good job and this is entertaining as fuck and I love listening to it and I don't want you guys to stop not on a personal basis but it, this is a good this is a great thing you got going on. And these are good tunes too. Great I mean, tunes. They, they, yeah. tonight, tonight was good. Yeah, there's some good ones on yeah, there. Come yeah. On. It's not self-serving. This is people want to listen to this stuff, man. It's good stuff. You're you're pulling you're you're showing people stuff they didn't know they liked and it's good stuff. Maybe that's not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate that, Kyle, and I appreciate you sitting in here with us and talking to us. Uh, I thank all of you listeners for for joining us for another thanks, listener, tedious trip down some <laughs> title listen title track terrace.
Congratulations on making it here. Until next time, which will be our Halloween show. So Ooh, tune in spooky. to Shindig Radio's Heavy Metal Halloween. Hell yeah. You're not going to want to miss that one. That episode is going to fucking rock. Uh, I'm very excited to be putting that together. We're, I'm already working on it right now, and it's going to be awesome. Fuck so yeah. tune in next time. X, don't give it to you. <laughs> and until then... Everybody, we'll see you and enjoy life. What am I saying here? What am I trying to Enjoy your life. Just try to hit the, just hit the fucking button, asshole. (laughs) (laughs) It is a title track. It is a title track. It's probably the finest title track from a a, a woman that everyone loves. Pour myself a cup of ambition. ambition. (laughs) Try to come alive. Big tits. On the job from nine to five. Working nine to five. Seriously, though. Oh, it's been great seeing you. Uh, you're not leaving yet, so it's good. we got a couple more days with you, but it's been a pleasure having you in the studio talking to us about these dumb songs. They let you dream just to watch them shatter. You're just a step on the boss man's ladder, but you got dreams. You never take away. Barbarella in a wig. In the same boat with a lot of your friends. Waiting for the day your ship will come come in. Working at you, Frank. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's not how I sang it. Well, the rest of the show was pretty good. <laughs> Frazier has left the building.